Yes, people can be interested in new ideas when those ideas are expressed clearly and effectively. Welcome to the Research and Destroy podcast. Here's what we do. Step one, we take a subject. Step two, research the shit out of that subject. And step three, destroy the subject as we discuss what we found. With your hosts, John, Adam, and Justin. I'm John Pseudoscience Leary. <laughs> and I'm regular old Adam Couchy. Boo. And I'm Justin Pseudoscience Leary. Wait, is that... <laughs> Boo. <laughs> you booing? Starting right. out the show strong. Ah, that's terrible. Uh, in today's episode, we are talking about pseudoscience. And, what? Um, yeah, I know. Who knew? We're talking about pseudo-pseudosciences, uh, which are not real, not real sciences. Uh, so what a pseudoscience is, define the thing, is a collection of beliefs or practices oftentimes uh, mistakenly regarded as being based on scientific method, but it isn't. People uh, claim break, it is, but it's you, you know it, it's based on impractical uh, scientific method, and so the, the findings that they have are usually flawed in a lot of ways. John. If you break down the word, pseudo means fake and science means science. Yeah. So pseudoscience means fake science. Today wow. we learned how words are formed. <laughs> That's called etymology. It is called etymology. Thank and you. if you break down etymology, eta means origin and mology means uh, study of. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the mology. <laughs> yeah. I bet it means study of the origin. Probably sounds like origin means origin. I don't Adam know. Couchy. I guess that up. Probably. Yeah. Adam. <laughs> Adam, do you want to talk a little bit about <laughs> the study of Adam? <laughs> no. <laughs> the knowledge of Adam. Uh, so, John, before you started researching this, what kind of stuff did you think about pseudoscience? What were you looking for? Well, the first things that come to mind are, um, well, I see, it's funny because pseudoscience is uh, sort of um, butt up against a lot of other things like cults. And also, um, I don't know what you'd call whatever you would define the flat earth society as, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, morons. It's, it's yeah. Well, yeah, but, but, um, so those are the things I thought of is like, you know, when you look at examples of pseudoscience, you'll, 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 in your search for the definition of it and your search for pseudosciences, you'll, you'll come across like Scientology is kind of a good example of a pseudoscience. They, they use a pseudoscience in their practice. Um, uh, flat Earth, the Flat Earth Society is a pseudoscience in the way that they, um, the way that they justify their beliefs. Essentially, um, that's the stuff I came across the most, actually, in the way because pseudoscience <clears throat> is not just a something you can talk about, but it's something that's utilized by a lot of um, groups. Yeah, I agree with that, Adam. Do you feel kind of like that's what you saw too when you were looking into this, or what? Yeah, I was looking, I was under the assumption I was going to look into something like um, alchemy or astrology or something similar to those that are still currently in use that see a lot of traction from people that are looking for answers that may not be satisfied with other sciences or religions or things. Okay. So that was kind of what I was assuming I was going to find when I was looking through, but um, I found additional stuff and including my topic. Um, yeah. What about you? All right. Well, when I, I, you know, we had talked about this kind of very briefly before, like a while back and you had mentioned alchemy. So that was kind of what I started thinking. I mean, I thought you might do alchemy actually, but mm -hmm. I, that kind of, um, like almost not ancient belief, but like in the early 1900s belief, like, I feel like all of these mm -hmm. pseudosciences basically came about in the early uh, 1900s, late 1800s. Agreed. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's after the scientific method was established and maybe that's why. Hmm. Maybe. Well, I know that I know alchemy goes dates way further back than that, 
and it 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 was like used kind of like we used science where it was trying to describe the solar system and the universe in ways that kind of made sense with the elements that they could understand and that they could see with like a microscope and stuff so it kind of makes sense that you're just trying to like piece together the world with what you can see with your human eye and your hands so I think that's kind of interesting that they just kind of like this kind of makes sense but yeah as you said scientific method wasn't really like in full force at that point so alchemy yeah. is from the dark ages am I right Adam I think so I, f- I forget the exact era I'm really bad with dates but it is hundreds of years old at yeah this it's point. really old yeah hmm. but it's yeah it's interesting either way right on um well John do you want to you want to start today you feel like uh up sure for it? sure are, are you guys up for me yeah. uh, we're only up for you otherwise <laughs> we'd be pseudo up right for now. it <laughs> uh you're right. semi up for it now that we've recorded our opinions I think we should investigate to find out whether or not our opinions are based on good reasons. My pseudoscience, I did my book report on cargo cult science. Have you cargo guys heard shorts. of... <laughs> you, keep, you keep hearing shorts um, because you're a father, um, but uh, it's a cargo cult, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I've never even heard of that term. Huh? I've never cargo even cult? heard of that term, yeah. I haven't either. Really? You haven't heard it either? No. I'm a, surpri- I'm a little surprised at the both of you. I'm a little cargo. surprised at the both of you. Yeah, cargo cult. <laughs> so it is, it is based on, so the story is this. Uh, World War II, the Americans were inhabiting um, various small islands in the South Pacific. Yeah. Ah, there it is. A click. Thank you. So um, they were inhabiting certain um, islands of the South Pacific that had like pre-industrial tribes on them right Mm -hmm. and these these pre-industrial tribes you know they don't know anything of what we've been doing here in the in the west so we're using their island to um you know have cargo essentially shipped there and there's planes flying in nonstop, and they're like they don't know how to explain it they're they're just like you know we we're over there building landing strips we have like uh you know we have this that and the other radios um aircraft all this stuff and they don't know what to think of it so we um, so they were uh, the, the way they understood it was um, when these things showed up, it brought to the pre-industrial tribes um, food and 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 new things that they never seen before. So after World War II ended, you know, we basically left the island, of course. But these tribes, you know, these like you know, old 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 tribes started building things out of the materials that they had on the island, wood, I guess, I assume, wood, straw, whatever. They would build things that looked just like the stuff that we had, we were inhabiting the island with. So they would like build... Like airplanes? Land, they would have mock aircraft, mock radios, right? Like, so basically, <laughs> well... <laughs> they, and they had, just no engine, it's just wings. <laughs> um. So, you know, like facsimiles like these things that were almost like a right because they associated those objects, those things with with with, you know, food, essentially the things that they need to survive, essentially, because we, you know, we provided them with food since we were using their island and everything. This is a Um, real thing. This is a real thing. And I want to say I don't know for sure, but I want to say that tribe (laughs) is still there. Here is how here is how it wraps into pseudoscience. So. Mm gentleman by the name of a uh, physicist uh, by the name of, of Richard Feynman. Um, he made up the term cargo cult science, which is kind of like a, it, 
it's really kind of a well, now that I think about it, it's kind of a synonym for um, for pseudoscience when you think about it. But I really I just really thought the story of it was interesting the, about these these cargo. Um, they call them cargo cultists, but it's to call the them people? a cult. I feel it's a little, yeah, it's a little dismissive, I think. Um, they were creating I mean, like I said, they were creating like mock airports stuff like that. And, you know, they were making these mock airports, but of course no airplanes were flying in. But so (laughs) he, he used um, this cargo, these cargo cultists essentially um, to warn about um, what's called cargo cult scientists. Um, There are cargo cult scientists, he said, that conduct, how would I say it? Flawed research um, that sort of resembles the scientific method but doesn't actually produce scientifically Much like these results. people were creating things that resembled airplanes, but weren't airplanes. Boom. Exactly. Got it. it it's, it, it's, it's fascinating actually. So this was, yeah, like I said, this is in the South, um, cargo cult of people. Um, they're getting materials from, from us, uh, essentially. And so they, uh, the way they understand it is as long as they mimic what they see coming in and create the same, uh, I want to say scenario, but that's not really a good word. Same conditions. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That that the things will show up. Obviously, it doesn't. So that's the thing where cargo cult science um, doesn't work. And that was his his example. And one of the – well, here's a good example of when cargo cult science has gone wrong. It's called the oil drop experiment. Have you guys ever heard of the oil drop experiment? I Mm -hmm. don't think so. Neither have I. So, And that's why – this is a good little (laughs) learning thing here. Yeah, Man, I was hoping you'd tell us. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm going to obviously. Oh, oh okay. Um, so this was done, yeah, done in 1909, and it, it's it's very uh, it gets it gets a little deep here uh, science wise. But um, they were the oil drop experiment. Um, two scientists were trying to measure. Um, uh, they're trying to measure electric charge. They're trying to find the charge of an electron. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they were doing was they were trying to uh, observe oil uh, between two parallel metal surfaces. And so you know. Long story short, <laughs> because this can really get deep. Um, so they, they used the known electric field, and they could determine the charge on the oil droplet. But when they, when they repeated the experiment for a whole bunch of droplets, it, it was not coming out with the same exact results type of a thing. It, it's, it's a it little consistent. It, it gets it, it really consistent. But the, th- the, the problem with it is these two scientists were just sort of doing the same thing that the cargo cult was doing, is they were trying to mimic conditions to get certain results and those ob- obviously the results that they they were looking for a certain result which you should never do in science you should just right. you're supposed to measure the result that you get so they were just sort of put and, and then what was happening is they were putting out these results they were incorrect obviously we eventually uh, came around and found out thomas edison actually was one of the guys who came around and disproved everything that these two guys had put out so yeah. it's 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 super fast. I mean, the most fascinating part about the research here is this cargo cult, which I just like I could not believe. <laughs> so you're, you're reading about the the origins of how people were fucking up the scientific method. They call it cargo cult scientists. Yeah. You're like, wait, what's this cargo cult thing? <laughs> I just find it. Uh, it's something that you would see in like an old school, <clears throat> like well, not old school, but like a like a an old timey like comedy, movie, like when they're. Like in those like old like white people racist comedy movies that came out in like the forties and fifties, you know, like, look at this tribe, you know what I mean? Like you know when they make like King Kong and it's like they're like yeah, worshiping, yeah. you know, a big gorilla and they you know snags the white woman type of a thing, and it's a tribe that's basically <clears> like they, they're like you know like we, we you know they need the the airplanes to come back in, and so they're building mock airports. They're putting forth. I mean, obviously they have nothing better to do. 
but they're building like mock airports just to get like a plane to show up. It again. was to attract the prosperity they had before. That's the correct. Gist. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, to bring them things of value that that they thought you know they just they thought the gods essentially were bringing stuff to them. It's so it's, the, it's super interesting. The scientists that you're talking about too are they are they people from this isle the set of islands or are these unrelated scientists? So the what he's saying is the cargo there were these cargo cults and then Richard Feynman knew about them and called these scientists who were basically chasing fallacy just like the other people were. They weren't their methods were never going to lead the the peop, the natives methods were never going to lead to the gods coming back with all this prosperity. Just I like see. these people's scientist method. So it was, it was just like a slang term for these guys suck at science. Yeah, mm. the, these those scientists were from 1909. The car was at, uh, was obviously post World War II. Um, mm. He um, he mentions that um, he actually uses the example of a because uh, a lot of this um th- there was another thing that another thing that I considered uh, doing for for this podcast for this this topic um, was um, advertising because there's a ton of and I found it really fascinating um, advertisement claims that use pseudoscience all the time like uh, just since things when they tell you there's a certain chemical that's inside of something that'll help you uh, get something cleaner. It's called, uh, I, think it, it, I think it's called angel dusting from what I found, where they tell you there's a chemical in there, but it's so, the, the amount of the chemical that's in there is so small that it doesn't matter. It's not going to, like there's no cleaner with bleach. There, yeah. There's no real uh, tangible um, cleanliness that you're getting from it. That, that's, that is, that's any reason for having the bleach in there essentially right yeah the bleach he, is just a selling point marketing point it's not enough exactly. bleach to actually do any cleaning exactly he mm. uses the case there's a there's a wesson mm. a wesson cooking oil advertisement it comes back to oil now um that he uses back, sort of a, a, an unethical and deceptive use of science that delivers nothing of value that's the cargo called science so the advertisement for wesson cooking oil it makes the claim that um the oil um won't soak through food um that's not necessarily true. Um, what do you mean it when won't you, soak it, through food? Well, it was, so so the idea is that, you know... Because um, if oil, it's not the, soaked too, in oil, I'm not eating it. <laughs> that's, that's You're proving my point. <laughs> too, too much too much oil in food is not good for it. Oh. Right? Um, yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> so um, when oil is um, <clears throat> is cold enough, it will not soak through food at all. Well, right, yeah, it it's, will soak... Yeah, it's when you heat up oil that it soaks into the food. Okay. So... When Weston makes that claim, they're not wrong, but they're they're not they're they're not giving you the whole truth type of a thing, which is essentially essentially what pseudoscience is. It butts up against real science. So it there's things in there that are kind of right, yes, but eventually when you start to use a scientific method to get answers out of it, it just goes off into nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So yeah. if I feel like they're sort of <clears throat> trampling and insulting the cargo cult a little bit just to make this but but it works. You know what I mean? They're well, picking hey, you up gotta like be their the, valiant knight and save them. No, I mean I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't, I don't know if they need another white man showing up there and messing a shit messing shit up. So probably not. Yeah, that's Mm-mm. probably the last thing anybody needs in the world. But we the way we remind <laughs> me of too is uh, there is uh, when you were talking about that with the oil thing with the Wesson cooking oil was yeah. um, I don't remember this full story, but I remember hearing this a while back about like how you know we when we grew up it was on the TV a lot with like what a like a balanced breakfast oh yeah like, it was oh, like yeah, part, part of a balanced, balanced breakfast, breakfast. Yeah. yeah i don't know if, i mean you guys might know what i'm talking about but like where that originated like because part of balanced breakfast it shows like a bowl of cereal and then maybe some fruit and then it shows like toast orange and juice. water and orange juice yeah. and like and bacon all and carbohydrates like eggs. 
It's like, you know what I mean? Like it's so huge. It's like um, in America, that's normal for breakfast, but like everywhere else, that's really messed up. That's a bad breakfast. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone else is like, why is there so much fat? Why are you eating like raw pig fat for <laughs> breakfast? Right? Like all this weird stuff. Right? And it was like, how did that? How did that become like the? Uh, <laughs> From the F, whatever the hell, the governing body for the food for that, that could put FDA. out that claim yeah, um, that this is like a part of a balanced breakfast. And it was, well, once again, like you said, kind of, a, I didn't do my thing on this, but it was once again like a, a pseudoscience thing where they they did some finagling with the wording where they were like, well, would you consider a full breakfast made out of bacon a good breakfast? And the, their <laughs> scientists were like, no. <laughs> And then they're like, well, what if instead of some of that bacon, you know, we use we we had eggs. So like that'd be a little bit better. I'm like, but still there's a lot of cholesterol there. They're like, what if we had some like whole grain toast in there? I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit better. And they're like, what if we had some like pulpy orange juice in there too? It's like, yeah, but I mean it's too sweet, but but yeah, it's better than all bacon. And they're like, so so what you're trying to say is this is part of this is a more balanced breakfast. It was something like yeah. that. Yeah. And they were yeah. just like, I wouldn't say that, but it compared to the other stuff. Yeah. And they're like, got it. We got it for the commercial. <laughs> they started from the most unhealthiest breakfast and gradually worked all it bacon back. fat. Gradually yeah. Worked it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys Still are geniuses. Some bacon in there. That's Dude, people, awesome. Yeah. The food industry is so like in that regard is so fucked up. You know what I mean? Like that whole that whole uh, what is it? Um, corn syrup thing yes, where like they the can't use the, they can't use that words the words anymore, but they can use other words to describe the exact same chemical compounds now. Like high fructose corn syrup can I make us describe with other words? High is fructose corn syrup got such a bad rap that they just don't use other, they don't use that word for it anymore. Yeah. What do they use? I forget the terms for it, but I know it's something different, and they can yep. use that instead. Yum yum squish corn juice. Yes, that's what. <laughs> <it is. laughs> um, you, you know, it, it. I remember being a kid when they'd show those commercials and they say part of a balanced breakfast, and they show the bowl of cereal, a banana, bacon, orange yeah. juice. So I'm like, I can't fucking finish all that. Like, yeah. I just want the cereal. I'm good it's, with it's the like cereal. a whole dining room table of breakfast. And you're like, what? Who the hell? What grown ass adult has the time to make all that shit in the morning? Like I know a toaster is pretty quick, but like Jesus Christ, man, you got eggs and bacon every morning. Dude, yeah. I went on. Uh, I like breakfast food, but damn. Where I had to make five. <laughs> there were was quotes there. It was like a it was a build up muscle. I don't know what it was, but it, but point is, I was cooking five eggs every morning, like a five egg omelet Ooh, every day. Yeah, jeez. It was it was actually kind of nice to be cooking every day, but man, it was a mm. pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Like you got you up for a while. Like yeah, I was I, yeah I wasn't eating as much because I was eating that much food in the morning. But mm. I had to cook. I, honestly, the cooking wasn't so bad if I just had an endless supply of pa- cooking pans that I didn't have to wash. <laughs> yeah, every fucking day. <laughs> oh my god, we like we had one. I think we had one or two frying pans, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. I feel like you, your your protein and cholesterol are sky high with a oh, diet yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Got yeah. muscles galore, but my heart is like, <laughs> uh, corn sugar is what they call it. Corn sugar, really? That yeah. is not better. But yeah, yeah, but like it's hidden now because like typically you'd say high fructose corn syrup, and your brain goes bad. And then yeah, because like, there's been enough bad press about it. Yeah, they're like, we need to change yes. this word. We need to change what it's called or whatever. Right? Super Smart. interesting. Yeah, it's so it, weird. It, yeah. If, if I if I had if I, I was sort of debating whether to choose um, advertising gimmicks um, and that, mm. that I, thought, I thought the cargo cult was way more interesting to be honest yeah for sure a little deeper wrong. but yeah so but, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but adver- advertising pseudoscience is uh, oh is awesome. and so many good examples of it too. versus bacon 
Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, that's, shit, a, that's uh, imbalanced. The, yeah. you know, the freaking, uh, you know, the cigarette lobbies in the 50s mm-hmm. telling people that they like relieve anxiety and they're good for. Well, like, they do relieve anxiety. They do relieve. They tend <clears throat> it temporarily. But yeah. In Compared the to bacon? Of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys say? Hey, this is one, one cigarette is part of a balanced breakfast. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you stand it upright, it'll balance. <laughs> Charles spit out his balanced dinner. <laughs> it's just a cigarette on a plate next to some bacon and toast and orange juice. <laughs> now, what if we had less bacon? They're like, come on. This survey well, sucks. Less bacon and one cigarette is slightly more balance oh uh, got it write it down <laughs> got it. it runs out of the awesome. room <laughs> <laughs> you heard yeah. him yeah um are we making adam go last sure all right because we're gonna because yes, that way it. we cover his topic because he wouldn't tell us what it is yeah take well, take my topic well i, I guess you can check do. off my topic because he didn't have that right i don't i still i still don't know what it is he was just talking about the approach that makes a pseudoscience a pseudoscience i think right yeah yeah all right Mm -hmm. um you You good yeah i'm good yeah Yeah, i'm mad but i'm good (laughs) all right so i'm talking about i'm talking about esp extrasensory perception Mm. and there's a couple different uh esp types of esp and pretty much I know all of them because of the X-Men. Because of the X-Men? <laughs> the X-Men. No, okay. The Aretha Franklin first, song? <laughs> first of all, R-E-S-P. I know what he's doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, Terrible. So, I hate it. Justin, Justin, <laughs> Justin, define ESP and then tell me which X-Man has even though I probably know, but just tell me. Okay, no, I'll, I'll anybody, tell you. Has okay, anybody so. ever said X-Man? <laughs> <laughs> if you're referring to one member of the X-Men, they're an X-Man. Yeah. Or X-Woman. Oh boy, we're going to get emails about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you were a kid and somebody was talking about Wolverine, sometimes people would call him X-Man. He's a, <laughs> for whatever kind of reason, me actually, like yeah, he was popular know. enough. So like my parents would be like, oh, is that X-Man? I'd be like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'd like want to explain it, but they don't. They've already tuned out. Your mom was um, a lot closer than mine with the comic book knowledge, though. I mean, I'd, I'd be reading Spider Man. Is he one of the X Men? I'm like, damn it! It's Spider Man, <laughs> mom. He's been around forever. He's a he's a, he's a lone wolf. He don't join the X Men. All right. God he's damn a lone it. wolf. So is Wolverine. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, you can just tell me what these things are, or maybe maybe you tell me what what X Man has these. See, mm-hmm. I use that right, X Man. <laughs> You did. Okay. It's All right. What member? Weird. No, it's really what you would say is what member of the X Men. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. All right. Um, telepathy, uh, which is the ability to read thoughts, read another person's thoughts. Isn't that Jean Grey and and Professor, Professor Xavier? X. Yeah, yeah, Professor Ygriega. Uh, uh, don't they both have the same powers? Kind of. I think so. Doesn't Jean also have the premise? Is it? Is she is like su like if you want to hear about it she is like super more powerful than he is but she yeah, can't but control so the, it right yeah. so both of them do have that technically yes they both have that yeah. um, yes comic book points for me yeah 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 <laughs> okay um, one tally okay <laughs> this one okay I want to tell you this one just because it made me laugh so there's one called precognition. I don't think it, I don't know that an X Men has this, but do you know what it is? No, is that the I, ability yeah. to uh, to predict something before it happens? Yeah, to see mm-hmm. the future, basically. 
See the future? Yeah. yeah. There's also one called the retrocognition. <laughs> so you can see the past. <laughs> it says it, it says here, it says the ability to see the distant past. And it's like, what? Well, I can. It, yeah. Yeah. Just read a book. <laughs> yeah. Read a history book. Yeah. Uh, clairvoyance. Oh, um, that's when you can uh, ask like questions to like a higher being and get answers, right? So clairvoyance is the ability to see events other places, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Or objects or stuff like that. Like that's what all the um, right. Like so if I was clairvoyant, I could be like, watch out for that guy coming up your balcony, John. So, uh, okay, okay. Well, that that would be precognition. Like coming through your door. It's weird. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't have precognition. You have a webcam. Yeah, precognition. (laughs) I saw the shit out of that turn of that head. Yeah. It was beautiful. Is is clairvoyance when Pee Wee Herman goes to (laughs) the woman that has the the ball, the crystal Mm -hmm. ball, and she tells him that his bike is at the Alamo? Mm Mm-hmm. That, yes, okay, that's clairvoyance. Yeah, clairvoyance also oftentimes oh, now I get it. will help <laughs> will help find like in missing kids cases or things like that. Can you please relate everything that I understand? Into talk, talk. You got to speak in Adam's language. Can you please relate what a cargo cult is in Pee Wee Herman terms for me, please? So what is it? Cargo cult. Oh, I know you are, but what am I? Okay, let's go. That's not help at all. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, uh, you son of a bitch. It's Pee Wee Herman's line, yeah. Oh, I know. Good, yeah. The door, I used to think that the hand knocking on the door was goddamn genius. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> like that's you had the a, door. Dun, dun. You know, I didn't understand why, like I didn't understand why at the time, I didn't know why was he doing, like why was this grown man being such a giant child, the bad guy? Um, that's Claire, uh, Francis. Francis. I didn't yeah. get, I was Francis. like, why is he doing that? Like why mm-hmm. does he have a giant pool but like I well, see it Pee now, Herman and it's like Pee Wee Herman does the same thing. He's a grown man that acts like a child. Yeah, that's what yeah, makes that's he, what makes it funny. Yeah, I guess it's funny. It's a great. That's movie. a callback to a thirty-four-year-old movie. <laughs> oh. What audience There's, are we trying to attract here? Dang, <laughs> us. I need to watch um, the movie again. Yeah, <clears throat> we do. We do. Okay. Um, there's one Jesus. called telekinesis. Oh yeah, you can uh, move objects with your mind. Mm-hmm. That's Gene Grey for sure. Yep. Professor X too, yeah. and I always thought if he could move things with his mind, why wouldn't he just move his crippled body with his mind? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that. That uh, <laughs> okay? Because he's crippled asking, and he can move anything. I know, but but this that's is like one of those. Okay, this is one of those theoreticals that has to do with magic universes where you're like, if you have magic, why don't you just use magic for everything? It's like, well, they want to be grounded yeah. in some sort of reality and not just like turn into blubber balls. <laughs> muffler balls it's true yeah, yeah like you got to use your muscles and your bones and like use your like he can't use his muscles or bones that's the point he uses his arms doesn't he <laughs> okay he can still use his arms like regular he has an electric wheelchair sometimes he has a hovering Maybe wheelchair how do you know how do you know he's not controlling with his mind the entire time i mean tally too I just got uh, I can precognition over. some clairvoyance here. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I can see it happening. Um, so, you son oh, wait, of a bitch. so hold on. Your, your your question is why doesn't Professor X use his telekinesis powers <laughs> to make his legs, his his paralyzed lower half of his body move again? Is what you're telling so me. So he's not such an embarrassment to the rest of the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe okay. Two things. Maybe, first of all, that even in that universe, that's really fucking difficult to do, okay? 
He can. I've seen asking. him pick up the, the jet. Yeah, but he'll also look ridiculous because, like, like you can move your knees. <laughs> Just hands to his face, head, forehead, intense concentration. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm going for a walk. You want to ride the back of a jet all day long? <laughs> you you want him to be like fully concentrated all day just so he can walk? Maybe it's not the best use of his powers. <laughs> See, you know what I mean. He's got better shit to do. Like he's trying to. Yeah. Tell Maybe he wants to remain humble in front of people. He's not that, that good at it, so it's all powers. Uh, like the the guy that gets taken over by the alien in Men in Black, where he's like an Edgar, Edgar suit. He's walking all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, you got any more so, dumb hypotheticals, you stupid idiot? It's not a hypothetical. How dare you? So, uh, yeah. So ESP is uh, it's been studied since the I want to say the 30s, it's and us. it. What's that? You tell us, man. I am going to tell you. Um, so it was studied. Uh, it was the, the term was adopted by Duke University psychologist J.B. Ryan to denote psychic abilities. So you remember in like the 90s, there was like a bunch of like um, psychics where you would call the number. Call me now, Miss mm-hmm. Cleo and yeah. a bunch of others. Ms. And there was like Cleo. a psychic hotline and there was oh, a bunch yeah. of stuff. John um, Edwards. So he wasn't a psychic, though. I mean, I guess he was, but it was more of a he was like um, spirit spirit person. talking. Right. Yeah. Talk. Would... All right. Or spirit. It was it was called something like that with the something about the spirit world, right? Spirit talker. Spirits. Yeah. Uh, hey, spirit talker with me. Anyway, so whatever. So yeah, that guy. Fine wine and spirits. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. so what they would do is they would study, um, and you probably if you've seen Ghostbusters, you've seen them use the things <clears throat> that they would study uh, the ability to read minds with. So they have those cards in the beginning where Doctor Venkman is is. Testing, like, yeah, the girl, like the pretty woman and the like yeah. the nerdy guy. And he's like shocking yeah. them when he get it wrong and he spits his gum out. <laughs> I didn't know we'd be getting electric shocks. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he's like, you know, he's got so they're called um, Zener cards, Z-E-N-E-R. But now they're currently We've just never probably, heard that. Yeah, I never had either. But they're called ESP cards now. Mm. But um, it's way easier. There's uh, five symbols. It's a circle, a plus, wavy lines, a square and a star. And um, basically the idea is you'd hold, you know, if I was testing you, John, I would hold up the card and look at it and you would tell me what I'm seeing by reading my mind. And then I would make. Okay. If I was. So I'm hold up a mirror right to yourself. Hold up a mirror to yourself and put it backwards. So I see the back of the mirror and I'll tell you what I see. I'll tell you what you see. <laughs> What's the point of the mirror? Just hold up a mirror to yourself with the back of the mirror facing me, and I'll tell you what you see in the mirror. I don't know what you're talking about. You're a, an idiot. A stupid idiot. <laughs> oh, good job. You got me good. Adam's just the hands in his... <laughs> Adam got this a long time ago. Uh, yeah, okay. Precognitive. So... <laughs> it's clairvoyant. It's also no, wait, clear. you're right. Precognitive. My bad. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> uh, so, yeah. So, the guy, J.B. Ryan... What I've noticed is everyone that studies this doesn't like their names and they're all initials. <laughs> Every Fair single enough, person yeah. pretty much has initial, initial, last name. I saw <laughs> one guy with three initials, one, two, C-E-M, Marks, or some shit like that. And I'm just like, come on. That is, hmm. a, that is, a, that is a very, like, professor way to make your name. You know what yes. I mean? Like, when you become professor, you become J.A. Snell. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just I don't, why, what's the point of that? If you, like, do you share a name with somebody because you're the second Hmm. My middle name is Allen, so if I was if I went by J. Allen Snell, what would be the point of that? Just I guess. No. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Your father is a businessman, so you've got to set yourself aside. I'm a professor. Look at my initials. M.M. M- M- Kaushi, Mr. Malta. <laughs> <laughs> Real close. 
<laughs> Real close. Turn that mirror around. You're the idiot. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's see if you're psychic, John. I am yes, looking at one gladly. of the, I am focusing in on one of those five things. Do you want me to tell you what they are again? Oh yeah. You got a plus sign, square, star, wavy lines, yeah. diamond, triangle. Sorry. Did I get it right? No. It's oh, you got it. Thank you. Okay. So Circle those are the shapes. Plus, so three, I'm looking at um, one of them right now. Okay. So for um, the audience, so for people listening, so there's circle plus uh, three, uh, what do you call that? Uh, parallel wavy lines there, vertical wavy lines, um, square, and then star. Justin has picked one for me to guess that he's thinking about. So in a real practice, in a real test, I would have drawn a card. So mm-hmm. I've yeah, only yeah, got yeah. one card, but I'm focusing <laughs> but, in on one. Yeah, because we're not in the same room. So you're... You're focusing in on one. I'm going to say you're looking at the plus sign. Holy shit, I am looking at the plus sign. <laughs> Boom! What the I am fuck? Professor, I'm Professor Igriega. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Igriega. <laughs> I think it's Equis. Oh, it is Equis. Igriega yeah, is, just means it's what? It's W. It's W. <laughs> no. In Spanish, uh, W is Equis. Yeah, the Equis men. Yeah. Yeah, Equis. Sure? Professor, Professor oh, Equis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's a stupid joke okay you yeah. fucking just did that how did you do that did you see I, it in your mind's eye I'm fucking clairvoyant my friend what do you want from me I, huh. i'm a scorpio i can read that shit i'm a scorpio well that's uh i guess we're in sync <laughs> what adam you okay. want to turn at this all right nope i don't even know what my sign is <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm gonna look adam we're gonna do the same thing i'm gonna look at a shape i want you to tell me what card you Dude, see me there's no way i can do this I, could, I did um, it. You right, got a foot. Step one, you put your hands next to your forehead, te- your temples. <laughs> All right, I am focusing in on one. Wavy lines. No, it was a square. Not sight. Electric shock. Dude, my guess oh. initially for the first one was going to be was going to be a square because I like the square the best. But you like the huh. square the best? Yeah, because it has the most open space in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you failed the test. <laughs> you went, well, he went. I told you. He went very practical with that. I told huh. you I don't I don't know what my astrological symbol is. Okay. When's your when's you your birthday? Up. May thirteenth. Yeah, I also don't know when it is. See. <laughs> I thought Justin was going to be like, oh, you're obviously an Aquarius, and I'm like, wow, he's pretty good with the astrological symbol. Good. All right. So the guy, um, the sender, that would be me, uh, looks at a series of cards, and the receiver guesses the symbol. Basically. Don't call me the receiver. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. So you try to figure, observe the clairvoyance. The card is hidden, but they found that, um, so the, the parapsychology experiments at Duke evoked criticism from academics and others who claim, who challenged the concepts of, and evidence of ESP. It was, re, it was reproduced a number of times, uh, all of them with no, you know, his showed uh, outside of the average people, some people were able to get the right card. Like statistically, mm-hmm. that was beyond what statistically they should have gotten. Mm-hmm. And um, he... Basically, there was like it's been torn apart so many times, basically for a really poor scientific method. Like somebody could look like if I had a card in front of my hands, you could see the reflection of the card in my glasses or in my mm. eyes or um, which is called uh, uh, what is it called? Sensory leakage. Like in these type of experiments, Ooh. it's called sensory leakage. So like if you, the whole idea is you're not <laughs> supposed to be able to sense something except through ESP. The reality is you're seeing it in a regular with one of your six senses. You're you're you know. So cheating. Mm. Yeah, cheating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so essentially, okay. that could account for all of that. Basic, or poor, poor methodology of not random enough or people reacting or who knows. There's a lot of different ways it could be more 
you know, the smart, the best way would just be to have a wall between two people. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Did you find that, um, did you find that the people conducting the experiment were, they wanted to see a certain conclusion. Like they wanted to believe like Mulder that they wanted to believe that there are some people that are actually, um, precognizant right i mean if you're studying this i feel like you must want to see it yeah i don't don't, i didn't get that specific case like where he wasn't following the evidence versus he was creating the evidence you know yeah that's what that's what i'm asking is did you find that they were sort of uh creating they were manipulating the evidence and the results to fit the uh, to fit the conclusion that they wanted to see. Yeah, I don't know that that was happening. I don't. I didn't really see that. Um, but people, I mean, I mean, it's been basically denounced by science for a hundred <laughs> years of basically testing this with no, you know, no basis, no evidence supporting it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a, a century of studying this, and people are like, <laughs> no, and it's just it sounds cool, but there's no evidence. <laughs> hmm. Now, have you guys have you guys heard of a guy named James Randy? We've talked about him before. And when yeah, I tell I him who you are, you're gonna who he is. You're gonna know. So he's oh. um, he's a uh, stage magician and scientific skeptic. So he's he basically extensively challenged paranormal and pseudoscientific claims. He's the oh, guy. I remember yeah. this. I remember I this guy. Him. Yeah. Is so he the guy awesome. that like he, he, he'll pay you a certain amount of money if you? I want to say it was a, a one million like dollar paranormal challenge if you could prove yeah. having these powers or whatever. Um, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of awesome. He's still alive. He's 90. <laughs> yes. I think there's yeah, a documentary yeah. on Netflix about him, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what that's called. Jesus. Um, James Randy. Yes. So his name, his born name, first. his birth name was Randall James Hamilton Zwinge. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. His name right now is James Randy. James R A N D I. And you just said his born name was Randall James. Yes. Well, he kept it. I don't know. Why? Why did he, he flip him? <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe because he was a stage magician. He put the flip. They were both first names. You don't flip two first names to make two first names. That doesn't make well, any sense. I don't know, man. I'm not him. If your, name was, if your name was Johnson Chris, I can see why you would do that. <laughs> or even like the stupid Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Like, I would see why you'd want to flip those around. But if your name Ruth's is like Chris. <laughs> Say a harder combination of words, please. I, I don't. Chris. It's so stupid. But like, if you have two first names, why would you swap the order? Have you ever heard of anybody else swapping the order of their names to make busted? A name? I don't know. Um, what's what's uh, Tom Cruise's name, John? You know it. Oh, Thomas Maypother. That's not. <laughs> that's, that's no way better. <laughs> yes, you just made a cooler a name. Maypother. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's terrible, right? Oh, All right, continue on. Sorry, that was. I will. Yeah. So he is, um, he's the co-founder of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry. So basically I talked about ESP a little bit and how basically it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be cool though. Like the ability to move stuff with your mind is the force, right? Yeah. More or less. Uh, yeah, okay. true. They do do it in the force. Yeah. Yeah. I do do. So, you know, I mean, I, <laughs> I, as a kid was like, okay, I'm going to push a door closed with my mind. Yeah. Of it, course. it never it happened. No. Yeah. The doors. Is, is, isn't this the kind of the same idea for like the, isn't that the fifties or whatever, or the sixties where they did the men who stare at goats experiment stuff where they yeah, took drugs yeah. and tried to have them turn into psychedelic battle masters. Yeah. 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 Um, is that partially MK ultra too? Yeah. Yeah. It is where they were yeah. <clears throat> right. Psychic uh, spying and psychic espionage, psychic warfare. 
giving people LSD on per- dosing them with LSD, and then they said they could stop the heart of a goat. I guess yeah, is the idea. that's the premise. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's with the yeah. Thomas Maypother's BFF. What's his name? <laughs> uh, the Scientology Beck. guy. No, it's George. Uh, uh, handsome Go- guy. Goose? He's an actor. Goose. No. Uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt's friend. Curious George. Curious Brad George. Brad Pitt's friend. What? From wait, Ocean's wait, wait, wait. Where did you guys just go? There's oh, a movie yeah. called Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh yeah. Yeah. George Clooney. Clooney. Oh, my God, I couldn't think of that yeah. fucking. Yeah, word. Curious George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> He's not friends with Tom Cruise. What? He's not friends with Tom Cruise. All right, well, what do I know? What I do couldn't you even think of his last question? nothing. I couldn't think of his last name. I don't know who his friends are. <laughs> That's what we're asking on this podcast yeah. constantly. Justin goes to bed like thinking of everybody in Hollywood just doing patty cake together before he drinks. <laughs> uh, I'm sleeping so good tonight. Um, you ever heard of the Gansfeld experiments? I'm gonna jump around a little bit. No, That's it's fine. got a it's got a dope ass picture that comes along with it. Um, All right, Google it. I'll send you one. But spell it for the audience. G A N Z F E L D. So what it was is it is a technique in parapsychology, which is used to test individuals for ESP. Uh, basically, uh-huh. they were put in a uh, sensory depri- a subtle or slight sensory deprivation room. So they're put in a warm room in a comfortable chair with white noise playing in their ears and they have a ping pong ball halves covering their eyes and they're in a red light. I don't remember why they're Why are they light. in a red light? I don't know, but it is cool looking or creepy looking depending yeah. on Yeah, creepy as hell. Yes. They have like the uh, the sound dampening things on the wall. Yeah, so you too. can't really see. Yeah, and so then You're what's what, a rave right now? Yeah, but so the <laughs> the, pre- the idea is this person is supposed to focus on a second person and like meet out, come out and meet them. There's somebody outside that you can't see, and then when and then thirty, you sit in there for thirty minutes, and then when you come out, you're shown a lineup with a bunch of people, and you're supposed to pick the person you saw out of these photos. Or maybe I don't know mm. his photos, but out of this lineup. <clears throat> and I just don't know. How, and so, like, to, to basically see if they could sense that person. So, uh, so wait, you, you sit in a sensory deprivation room and they tell you to focus on a person? Focus. There's a person outside the, the sensory deprivation chamber. Okay. And you're supposed to focus and visualize them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when you come out, you're, you're shown a lineup and you're supposed to identify the person you saw to see if you could, like, actually are seeing them. Turns out the person was the inside of a ping pong ball the entire time. The entire time, man. <laughs> never saw it coming because of the sensory deprivation. Uh, right, right, yeah. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't follow that. that doesn't the whole idea. Sense. So there's the, the sensory deprivation so, is to look, heighten look, your senses. You, you have yeah. one person. Like let's say you have one person like in your living room while you're while you're in this thing. You have their eyes closed, whatever. To you, you can't see them. You have one of these people, one of these ten people. They're yeah. just sitting in your living room. You're supposed to concentrate to figure out who that to is. Find you them, can't see to them. Sense and them. And then feel them. when you're done and you take the goggles and shit off and you go out there, that person joins the other nine, the other ten, uh, nine people to make ten. Mm-hmm. Just mixes around. And yeah. then they mm-hmm. say, which one of these people was in the living room? Or something along those lines. Oh, right. okay, okay. So just to see person, if you can. De- there's a person in the sensory deprivation room with you. You have to sense that they're there. Then nope. when you're done. In, nope. You're, okay. you're, you're, ex, you're, Okay. <laughs> you're in a room. If you're the person that read the red person with the ping pong balls, you're yeah. trying to sense a person in another room. There's just one person sense in there. That. Yeah. As in, I don't know what the fuck it means. I'm not extrasensory perceptive. <laughs> Picture them, visualize them, see them, far see them, whatever it is, okay. the magic of 
paranormal so, parapsychology. So, so make up somebody in your head, essentially. Well, but you're not. The idea is if you have a real power where you can actually sense oh, okay. the other yeah. thing, you see them. And then when you come yeah, out, you identify it's the same thing. You couldn't you didn't really see that I was looking at the plus. I was just no, looking I at I mean, you guessed it, but I was just right. You were just like, oh, that's the plus. Because if I was right now, what what shape am I looking at of those shapes? Square. Nope. Wiggly lines. Oh, one for two on the day. Damn it. <laughs> Plus the zero for one that you showed me with that stupid video earlier. So two, one for three. Did this experiment I, yield any results at all? Or was it just literally people going out and be like, nope, that's so, wrong? Um, they basically 36% of the people. So they basically found within the statistics that it was just random chance. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. that, and if any, if it ever, if any of the experiments, cause it's been reproduced a number of times, if any of them ever showed statistically favoring a thing, it was usually mm-hmm. they could just be like, yeah, this is all uh, flaws in the method. Sensory mm-hmm. leakage or the way people are acting or, you know, it just, it was too, it, anything that skewed was, was a failure on the, the experiment itself, not mm-hmm. the results. You know what I'm saying? The results were not reliable because the experiment was a failure. If you guess the right person out of the 10 that are standing there, how do they know that you're right? Well, they know they who is standing there. Like if I was conducting the experiment. Oh, 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 okay, 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 yeah, okay, never mind. The yeah, scientists yeah. also had ping pong balls over their eyes the entire time. <laughs> this is the most I, weird experiment. <laughs> fucking, our results are super unreliable. <laughs> right, right, right. So there's people conducting the experiment. You, They have you sit in a room. They have Adam and four other Maltese dudes in that room mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, making some up a spaghetti. And... Uh, you have to figure out who's one person's in that room and then they bring Adam out and line him up with a bunch of other dudes and you have to find out, oh, it was Adam or it was one of these other guys in that room or whoever's in that room making spaghetti. I don't know why I'm working so hard on trying to figure this out because stupid, it's not even fucking real anyway. No, it's All not real. fucking fake. What am I doing? Um, why am I there wasting was a, my time? There was a bunch of people that like would dedicate their whole careers to these things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. De- you know, that JB Ryan, that's what he did. That was his whole life. And they probably um, got funding for it too. Yes. I mean, he was like, at Duke University. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Him and his wife. And I mean, if if you could find that case where somebody could do it, I can see how that would repay back all of the work and time you put into it, and how profitable that would be. Sure, for you or the government or whatever. I mean, risk and reward of, is awesome there. Yeah, yeah. Most of my knowledge comes from of this comes from Ghostbusters because that's how they're they start. <laughs> they're studying parapsychology or paranormal stuff, parapsychology. And mm-hmm. um, they lose their funding because it's like, you know, one of the other professors is like, this is horseshit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, the, let me talk to you about James Randi for just yeah. a second. I, I got a little sidetracked. Uh, James Randi is he's referred to as a debunker. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we've talked about him a little bit, but uh, he dislikes the term because it first described himself as an investigator. He doesn't like being called a debunker, uh, mm-hmm. but he's, right. he's um, he used to perform under the stage name, the amazing Randy. <laughs> <laughs> This guy is the worst. I kind of love him. He's the best. The amazing Randy. I mean, that's the laziest magician name I've ever heard. Super lazy. The amazing and like the amazing Jonathan chose that name because it was such a <laughs> obvious, so terrible yeah, name. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, so he's basically he's uh, spent a lot of his time uh, debunking people with paranormal parapsychology, pseudoscientific claims. He's a skeptic. That, that's the big thing. So he gained international uh, spotlight uh, in 1972 and he publicly challenged the claims of Uri Geller. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So Uri Geller was an Israeli illusionist, magician, TV personality, and he said he was a psychic, too. Um, mm. I've heard of him. He's famous. Yeah. Yeah. So he was yeah. he's famous for bending spoons. That was like what his, yeah. he kind of got really mm-hmm. famous for. It's um, not the spoon that bends, though, Justin. Go on. It's from the Matrix. I don't know. I know she just it says it's not the spoon that bends. <laughs> right. It's you that bends. That's the point of that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she doesn't finish those words, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a girl? See, it's not this... Yeah, a little bald-headed girl. You will oh, see, it's not the spoon that bends. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, oh, boy. I just... They have no hair. Pause right there. Justin, which... Which shape am I thinking of? Star. Oh, you got it, you motherfucker. Really? <laughs> Damn, I really was... I was looking at the star. Huh. Yeah. huh. What shapes are you thinking of, Adam? Look at a different one, John. Or don't. Do it. Look at a random one. Okay. Triangle. There's no triangle, you said. <laughs> you want to look at one, see if we're a psychic at him? Yeah. You looking at one? Yeah, I'm looking at one. You first, Justin. I am going to the plus. Yep. Is that true? Uh, I yes. Adam loves like straight lines, like perfectly, <laughs> like symmetrical. There's no, no zigzags, no, no nothing. <laughs> when I started my job, listen, when I started my job, like my first day they were having, I just happened to start on the day they were doing like a department wide team building exercise. And so like during, I was doing training for most of the day. And then during lunch, I got to go have lunch with my new department. Um, this is like five or six years ago, whenever I started. And what they were doing is they were doing something called psychogeometrics. And mm. what it was is there's all these, sh- it's like, it's a pseudoscience. It's not a, it is, but it's like this, um, like you familiar with Myers-Briggs? Yes. Right. Where yes. Like it rates your personality at, at aptitudes on various things. Um, the psychogeometrics, the idea was it's kind of like that. It's like some of that white people voodoo stuff like Myers-Briggs. <laughs> where and it was like you could be a shape and basically you're self-identifying what kind of personality you had or you take this test i don't remember exactly how we came up with it and you could be a square a circle a triangle or a squiggly line right and then it was basically if you were a triangle it represented that you were all results driven that was like the main point you didn't really like the details results driven if you were square you were analytical circle you were emotional feeler and if you were a squiggly line you were an ideation person and I was a squaggle. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. A squiggly line? I was a squaggle, not a squiggle, which is I was square. Wait, I was an analytical idea person. So like a square, but with squiggly line, squiggly line, squiggly line, squiggly that's line. That's how I, that's how I, because then we, then we were supposed to draw a card and decorate it and put that on our desk. I hate white people. <laughs> it was, I did, I did draw the thing because everybody was doing it. I did not put it on my desk. Hey guys, it's my was... first day. Yeah, you're a squaggle. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> How been nice. How dare you? <laughs> both, both my parents were squaggles. <laughs> it was a lot of, yeah. <laughs> my parents were killed by squaggles. Um, <laughs> squaggles built this country, sir. Yeah. <laughs> on the backs of squaggles. Um, yeah, so that's kind of stuff. Do you mm-hmm. identify with the rigid shapes like that? The square, the the non-curved shapes, Adam? Mm-hmm. Prefer them? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they feel safe? Feel nice. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, John? Uh, I I think I'm I think I go more circle or squiggly line to be honest. Yeah. I, I I but that's just me. Because <laughs> you're a zero head, and yeah. you love bacon. <laughs> <laughs> We call a squirkle. <laughs> a squiggly squirkle. Squiggly circle. Yeah. None of us picked star, by the way. Um, no. Well, you did. 
Uh, no, no, I mean, none of us identified as a star. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. It says it's too boasting. <laughs> too, too, uh, look at me. I'm a star. Eh, I guess it's, it's a natural, it's a natural shape. To, of course, sort of. No, it's not. Well, I guess stars the, aren't that shape. Stars are circles. Shape, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're spheres. Sphere. Oh no, they're flat discs. Got them. All right. So, all right. So this guy, uh, he got famous. Uh, You're flat for dick. challenging. How dare you, Yuri Geller? Uh, he accused him of being nothing more than a charlatan and a fraud who used standard magic tricks to accomplish his allegedly paranormal feats. Mm-hmm. Um, and he. Basically, this dude's badass. He in '72 he made these claims, and then he wrote a book called "The Truth About Yuri Geller." <laughs> <laughs> that's a dick move. It was ten that's years a, later, but still, uh, that's a dick move. So he was important that he believed it was important to get columnists and TV personalities to challenge Geller and others like him. Uh, so he reached out in an attempt to educate them. Randy said that um, he had a very substantial influence on the printed media in those days. Uh, he made contact with Johnny Carson and discovered that he was very much on our side. In 73, Gary uh, appeared, Gary, uh, Yuri Geller appeared on The Tonight Show. Uh, and this appearance is recounted in the Nova documentary, Jane's Randy, The Secrets of the Psychics. Mm. I wonder if that's the documentary you're talking about. It might be, actually. Yeah, yeah. In the documentary, Randy says that Carson had been a magician himself and was skeptical of Geller's claimed paranormal powers. Uh, so prior to the date of taping, Randy was asked to help prevent any trickery. Uh, per Randy's advice, the show prepared its own props without informing Geller and did not let Geller or his staff anywhere near them. Uh, when Geller joined Carson on stage, he appeared surprised that he was not going to be interviewed, but instead was expected to display his abilities using the provided articles. Basically, they like lured him in and like tri- tricked him into exposing I himself. Like it. Yeah, yeah, I it was good. It. I mean, it's He's kind sneaky. of what you, what you want to do to a person that's bullshitting. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, exactly. Catch him unprepared and then be like, get him. Geller said, this scares me and I'm surprised because before this program, your producer came and he read me at least 40 questions you were going to ask me. Uh, Geller was unable to display any paranormal abilities, saying, I don't feel strong and expressing his displeasure at feeling like he was being pressed to perform by Carson. Uh, According to to Adam Higginbotham, the result was a legendary immolation in which this is this is his uh, quote in which Geller offered up flustered excuses to his host as his abilities failed him again and again. I sat there for 22 minutes humiliated, Geller told me when I spoke to him in September. I went back to my hotel devastated. I was about to pack up the next day and go back to Tel Aviv. I thought, that's it, I'm destroyed. So yeah, so he basically busted that dude. And he's, he's done other things like the, uh, the Million Dollar Challenge. I like it. I'm fine with it. The Million Dollar Education, uh, the James Randi Educational Fund. Uh, offered a prize of U.S. $1 million to anyone able to demonstrate a supernatural ability under scientific testing. Uh, criteria agreed to by both sides. Based on the paranormal challenges of John Neville, somebody, and Houdini, the foundation began in 1996 when Randy put up $1,000 of his own, own money payable to anyone who could provide objective proof of the paranormal. The prize money grew to a million and had formal published rules. No one progressed past the preliminary test, which was set up with parameters agreed to by both Randy and the applicant. He refused to accept any challengers who might suffer serious injury or death as a result of the testing. So if that was part of their thing, he wouldn't do it. Pretty fair. Yeah. Um, on April 1st, 2007, it was ruled that only one person's with an established nationally recognized media profile and the backing of a, re- a reputable academic were allowed to apply for the challenge, uh, in order, basically they already had to be kind of like a famous psychic. You couldn't just be me going, I want to test. Like they already had to have a following. So otherwise it was just kind of wasting. That's time. fair. Yeah. That's if fair. you have those powers, then it's going to make you famous. 
Although maybe not though, right? You could be a, you could have the ability to move things with your mind or read people's minds and just keep it to yourself. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. For fear of you persecution be, or yeah, whatever it is, right? You just you could just be you could just be like a a nice guy who doesn't want to take people's money. Uh, in 2001, Larry King, in March of 2001, Larry King asked claimed medium Sylvia Brown if she would take the challenge, and she agreed. Randy appeared with Brown on Larry King Live six months later, and she again appeared to accept his challenge. However, according to Randy, she ultimately refused to be tested, and the Randy Foundation kept a clock on its website recording the number of weeks since Brown allegedly accepted the challenge. Oh, jeez. Uh, and they kept it running until Brown died in 2013. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> you got to appreciate that a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, so here we go. John Edward, you're going to like this. Uh, in 2007, yeah. claimed psychic. I guess he's a claimed psychic. John Edward. So he says. What the yeah. fuck was his show called? Oh, uh, it was so bad. He had, the, he had the studio audience in front of him. and he. Holy shit. John Edward is his middle name. His name is John Edward McGee. <laughs> Oh, don't, don't do, you're gonna piss off Adam again. <laughs> His name's John Edward McGee Jr. <laughs> what? Okay. How? Wh- why did he not go to J. E. McGee? Why was that <laughs> like, that's why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> J. E. Oh, McGee. I'll tell you why I didn't do that. That name sucks. <laughs> um, I know. I know how to trigger Adam so easily. Just tell him names. Would well, you want to know John's name? Not John Leary, the other one. <laughs> we yeah, got a so. we got a friend for you, buddy. So yeah. So anyways, basically he's just famous for debunking this, just like every other scientist has. They don't they don't accept it, any of that stuff. Kind of crazy. Mm. Yeah, I like ASP though. I want it. I would not mind having it. What would you of all those things? What would you rather have, Adam? Mm. Mm. Retrocognition. <laughs> <laughs> the ability you know to what? slight retrocognition. I want to know what just happened. <laughs> I'd like my ability to keep on retaining the knowledge of books and the ability to read. If you if you guys think about it, I, I, it's easy to make fun of it because it's better to have. It seems better to have precognition, so you know what's going to happen to you in the yeah. future. You can avoid it, right? Mm-hmm. Retrocognition is kind of interesting, though. That's what Bran on Game of Thrones has, right? No, he has he has uh, omnipotence, but yeah. limited omnipotence because like he can see the future lines. too. But part of it is retrocognition, right? He sees all sorts. Stuff in the mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he can see he can basically exist in the past. Yeah, because he see he exists in Hodor's past. He's yeah. like a, he can see like the fourth dimension, basically. But you yeah, can like see time, how that right, is. Time, a, yes, but I mean that's just a. I mean I know it's a fake show, but it's you can see how it's a value. To, oh, God. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> it's by R, it's it's a it's a book by R R George Martin. <laughs> oh, George Robert Robert Martin. <laughs> That's why why wouldn't he just name. go by Robert? <laughs> George oh. James Randy Martin. <laughs> Shit. Adam is sweating right now. Yeah, he's mad. <laughs> curious George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> it's Curious George R.R. R. Clooney Martin. <laughs> Clooney Martin Jr. McGee. God damn. No, I would... I would not May want precog- I would not want precognition though. I don't I don't want to know the future. I think it's too detrimental. You, yeah, yeah. I think there's problems with it. You, you, yeah, it seems you see. It seems like you'd want it, but you kind of don't. I don't want it. It's too. It would yeah. be too nerve wracking all the time. Yes, all the it's time. All you'd be focused yeah. on is like the future. Yeah, it's kind of like right now. Like people That's... in general are too focused on the past because you can do present and past. 
but you want to be in the moment. So you want to kind of usually just ignore the past and be in the moment. If you had a future yeah. as well to choose from, you would never choose in the moment. You'd always choose the future or the past and it would suck ass. Yeah. You'd never enjoy anything. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's probably true. I had this yeah. thought when I was like younger that I wished I had the ability. Deep. This is kind of not a psychic uh, thing, but I wish they had the ability to know what my actions would, how, what the waves from that would be. Mm-hmm. The domino like if, effect? Kind of. Like if I was nice to a person, how would that affect, or like how, if, how my actions would ultimately come back to affect me. Yeah, like back to the future when he goes back and you don't, don't fuck with the past and then he does. And but you're like, like just on a constant, on a constant basis though. I mean, like if I'm nice to this person, if I do, uh, don't do a project at school. Yeah. How's it really going to affect me? In reality, if I, you know, because mm-hmm. then you could see it all lining up. You could manipulate it to all line up to be perfect or whatever. Yeah. But then you would get the it's good not- and the bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then you'd see the bad effects. I, I recently, um, speaking of, of that, I recently was, I was driving home on the highway and it's kind of dark. And I'm, I, I'm, it's like 1030 at night and I'm driving home and I look off to the side of the highway and there's um, taillights, ups, upside down taillights. There's a oh. car turned over. So I, I was like, fuck. And I pulled over like, you know, 300 feet down the, uh, on the shoulder. And then as I'm like walking up to that car, like on the side of the road, busy highway, middle of the night, I see like another car in the, uh, in the opposite shoulder facing the other direction, facing the wrong direction, essentially of traffic. And there's a guy like sitting in it with his light on. Um, so I am, so I go over to the car and I yelled at him. I'm like, Hey dude, and I see his car busted up. So I'm like, okay, obviously this is related. And so I yelled at the guy in the car because he's just sitting in there with the dome light on. I'm like, are you all right, man? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. So I keep walking. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm like, did you call the police? He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I called them. I'm like, okay, this is weird. I keep did you walking. Call them? To- yeah, I don't want to interrupt. Keep going. Keep going. This is a good story. No, I did. So I walked down <clears throat> to the upside down car and I'm, I'm like, hello? Are you okay in there? Is anybody in the car? Can, can you hear me? No answer, right? I immediately call the cops. As I'm doing that, Guy walks up, like the guy from the car, the other car, walks up to me and he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm at reeks of liquor, by the way. Reeks of oh, liquor. Shit. Drunk driving. Yeah. And so I called the cops and eventually they showed up and I'm giving them like the, my version of the story. Like I showed up after this accident happened. Yeah. And like, so I'm wondering, like, so I looked at the story in the newspaper the next day, like that guy was drunk driving. Yeah, this is like his second or third DUI. He's going to go to jail, right? And probably yeah. for manslaughter because the the person in the car died. So was there somebody dead while you were sitting there? Yeah, yeah, Jesus in the upside down Christ. car. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. They pull, I, I saw them pull her out, and I read. Like I said, I, I looked up the story the next day, and this guy he's going to go to jail, right? For mm-hmm. DUI. It's, it's like his second or third DUI, and I'm like, I wonder what would happen if I didn't call the cops. I'm pretty sure he didn't. So he might have tried to drive off or escape or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so he might have never gotten caught and he could have driven drunk in the future again. Right. And Dang. caused another accident. And Good I, job, man. so that's, that's like crazy. Well, thank you. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I got I just happened to glance off the side of the road and saw the taillights. But like that's crazy. Um, but that's a good example of what you're talking about there. I was scared yeah, the whole time you were talking about walking up to that car. I was like, there's a fucking <laughs> yeah. ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Please don't I get up there, there's Please no car. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get back to my car, there's a ghost sitting in the back seat. <laughs> and it was drunk. <laughs> Reeked of liquor. <laughs> Crazy. Wow, oh, that's good. How long ago did that happen? It was like th- a month ago, I think, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, kind of crazy. Wild. Yeah, that is crazy. Oh. Well, Turns I'm- out the woman... 
the woman that passed, um, she was slightly older than me, so she couldn't have kids. But she had like just recently like adopted two kids. It's really, oh, really, really man. sad actually. Yeah, and she's like, and she's kind of she's a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend too. I found out. But yeah, yeah, Whoa. weird. Damn. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Tragic. But uh, it makes you think. To your point though, Justin, like if I hadn't glanced off, if I hadn't been driving down the road at that particular time of night, if I hadn't made the decision out at that time of night, if I hadn't glanced off to the side, I mean, what would have happened to that guy that um, that was driving drunk at the wheel, you well, know? Right, he probably yeah, would have went on to affect other people's lives had he been able to get away. Exactly, yeah, in a bad way, so. But I'll never yeah. know if fully, right, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you obviously did the right thing. Good job. Yeah, you I can take, all you can do. I'll take solace yeah. in the fact that it's the best case scenario now. Sure. Like, yeah. of you being there. Damn, that's crazy. Was that yeah, was person already dead from flipping the car? I believe. When I yelled, I didn't get any answer, so I assume so, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty rough, yeah. Man, um, Adam. That was a Holy super downer, but, but, it, but it fit in with Justin's story. So, or, Damn, you know. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> Hold on, I got one more. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you another case. In 93, a jury in the U.S. Uh, District Court of Baltimore found Randy liable for defaming uh, Eldon Bird for calling him a child molester in a magazine story <laughs> and a sharp, a shopping market molester in a 1988 speech. However, the jury found that Bird was not entitled to any monetary damages after hearing testimony that he had sexually molested and later married his sister-in-law. So... <laughs> Basically, he did it, and then James Randy was just like, "See, damn, he's a hero." Yeah, he's not um, the hero we need, or he's not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we need. Yeah, yeah, Wayne Bruce. That's what. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just that's amazing. It took okay. you too long, Justin. Yeah, I like heard it and I processed it. It's, it's Commissioner Gordon Jim. <laughs> Gordon James. Those are both first names. They're all first names. I know. I know. <laughs> Kyle Selena. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Parker Peter. Yeah, it's uh, Woman Cat. <laughs> so, uh, my topic. Uh, my topic of pseudo my pseudoscience, pseudoscientific topic is... This is going to be kind of the drill down of my logic while investigating the topic. So at first I was thinking, no all right, what am I going to do? Yeah, it's just, it's literally one thing. The first thing is something that we all know about because it's relatively popular right now. And it has been for a little while. It's the idea of cleansing, you know, the idea of like your toxins. Yeah. Cleansing okay. your body of toxins, right? Where you take uh, a bunch of veggies and put them in a blender and blah, blah, blah. And like you go on these crazy <laughs> diets and um, your idea is to cleanse your body of all the different quote-unquote toxins, mm -hmm. which are not even scientifically proven that these things actually even work and that your body is storing all these toxins. The, the idea is that your body is storing all these toxins over time from all the stuff that you eat and all the things that you do, and you need to flush it out, right? Got it. So yes, Adam's, about to, Adam's, Adam's about to make us woke. But I'm, so this is, this is the idea, right? But there's no scientific evidence behind this whole theory that... These toxins, A, if these toxins really exist, and B, if they're actually bad for you in the amount that they're in your body. It's kind of like the bacteria are in there, as much of other, like, it's, your, your body is a very complex organism, right? So messing up, messing with it at all really is kind of a no-no. Um, you can try to just be better to it, but trying to, like, I know better than my body, I will do this toxin cleanse or whatever it is for a couple days is not something you 
most people should probably do, and it's usually advised against by science. So I started down the cleanse thing, and I was like, all right, let's see, what, let's see where this leads, right? And I was looking at, uh, after cleansing, I, was, I found something called uh, Gerson therapy. And Gerson therapy is a, a, basically is a type of, quote unquote, cancer quackery invented by a guy named Dr. Max Gerson, who lived from the late 1800s to 1959. Spell it. radio waves? Through radio waves. Um, is it? No. No, 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 no. no okay, no, no. okay. Um, Dr. Max Gerson, G-E-R-S-O. And thank you. And his daughter, Charlotte. They Gerson, basically G E R S O N. Yeah, G E R S O N. And they they <laughs> Gerson Mac. <laughs> and they basically claim that the cancer cancer is caused by toxins. So there's they they say that to- these toxins that start up in your body are what's causing cancer. So there's a one to one correlation. Okay. Right? Which already sounds questionable and is wrong, as we find out now and we know. Yeah. So the the idea and what their what idea time was. What timeline was this? Uh, late 1800s through 1959 is what. Yeah, so they didn't and have his, science yet. And his You're daughter right again, Charlotte. Justin. His huh? daughter Charlotte, though, I I think she still holds it, and I think she may still be alive. I don't know. The I was gonna say, Justin, you're right again about the timelines. All these para, sorry, these pseudosciences all come from around like turn of the century to like mid-century type of a thing. For the most part, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So their their idea was the Gersons. Their idea is that to cure the problem, what you need to do is have a very low sodium, high potassium diet. So okay. you got to go. Sounds lot terrible. Of, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of raw <laughs> juicing, a lot of raw juicing like they do nowadays with organic fruits and veggies and stuff like that, and tons of vitamins, and a bunch, a couple of other things. Uh, but the idea was that the treatment was supposed to flush out all the different toxins and repair your liver, which is. Which you're, obviously, as you guys know, your liver is kind of there to remove the toxins from your body. So you're mm-hmm. like aiding your liver and doing all this stuff, right? That's it's good. It's all been kind of debunked and proven that what this does is kind of ineffective. Um, in the same vein, that even vitamins and multivitamins a lot of times are suggested, but not necessarily 100% proven to be effective because your body can't always intake those minerals and and things into into it like it would food. So um, huh. it's been kind of pushed aside a little bit so uh, and also when you have very uh low sodium levels and uh you have a weird balance of electrolytes in your body you can have um, comas possibly seizures and possibly death so some of these people that have followed this stuff have done all have all all three of those things happen to them and that's real science that's real science all your body goes (laughs) into whack and you just fall over so don't do that not the gwyneth paltrow science right uh she's well, we're getting uh, there. Oh, you got some. Yeah. You got some? So, oh, yeah. So part of that, part of that too, um, in and purging your body of that stuff and dealing with purging your body and purging yourself of toxins is colonics and Ooh. dealing with purging your body from the orifice other than your mouth. Right? Yeah. The old, uh, the old bee hole. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The old buzz hole. <laughs> and, old, yeah. um, basically, the idea is that. They think that you should cleanse from both directions, the Gersons and a bunch of other toxin cleanser people. Right. It's like an argument. And, you got to meet in the middle. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I heard that scientists just got a picture of the first ever beehole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had to use a computer, like an array of uh, antennas to yeah. look at it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but Gwyneth Paltrow does that have was a NASA thing. <laughs> she does have a um a, a, her own kit her own enema kit 
Gwyneth Paltrow does in parallel with this. Wait, like for sale? Yeah, one hundred and fifteen dollars. Oh, fuck off! No, no, no. How does that compare to an actual like enema, like from a doctor or whatever? I guess the kit inside it is called Implantorama, and <laughs> it. <laughs> you shouldn't call anything you put in your butthole Orama. <laughs> Adam, do you have the list of things that come in the kit? Uh, I don't yet, but um, okay. I will. I'd I like will to find it. scale size of her hand. <laughs> One thirty-second scale <laughs> of Gwyneth Paltrow's hand. Yeah, what's in the box? Tell me what's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny joke. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. I didn't oh. pick up on that. I'm sorry. I should have landed that. Yeah, one. you got to see seven. So, right. uh, so colonic is where I went to next, and from there, the specific type of colonic that I got into is the idea of using a little bit of Starbucks to brighten your day from the bottom up. You can so, buy, hold on real quick. What? You can buy an enema kit for like 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. basic ones, yeah. basic ones. Okay. Yes, huh. for, yes, true. But it, I mean, it's, it's all, one of Paltrow. She's going to be selling the, the best version. That's 10 yeah. times. That's crazy. Okay. And all it does even is the most wash ex- excess shit out of your cold. The, <laughs> the ex- even the expensive <laughs> ones, like the, <laughs> what'd you say? You're spoiling, you're spoiling it. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> all it does is watch the doo-doo out of the doo-doo spot. Oh my god. Okay, uh, alright, sorry. Uh, yeah. So then you looked into... Um, using coffee instead of... Yeah. Coffee enemas. classic yeah. solution. Yeah. So, what? coffee enemas are a thing, which I didn't know. This is the rabbit hole that I went down. I, I did not know... Hole. That that was that. The, that's a, that's a <laughs> so coffee enemas. Uh, it's uh, exactly what you'd think. Best it is the procedure. Part of waking. <laughs> it's coffee in your butt. <laughs> Injecting coffee via the anus to cleanse rectum, large intestines, and obviously there's no scientific evidence behind why, this. Working okay, wait. Why coffee? Food. Why would it be any? It would actually seems like it would be worse than. Than um, just water or whatever they use. Because supposedly coffee, the idea is that it helps manage, uh, theoretically, some people believe that it, it can help fight cancer. It can help fighting parasites. It also can help um, constipation, which we know coffee can kind of do. But this is like a yeah, more yeah. direct, direct application yeah. for that. And it's and it can be better for some digestive disorders and things like that in IBS. Um, so what, your body it, absorbs the caffeine there? straight from the intestines versus oh, going okay. through your... Well, through I mean, your I guess there's something to that. It's kind of like the beer chugging thing. Yeah, there's a butt chugging <laughs> where people yeah, like yeah. pour wine into their butthole or whatever. Right. Well, I mean, well, if... well, now, haven't they... <laughs> 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 nice I hope you're coming out I to mean... defend butt chugging, John. <laughs> no, no, well, sort of, but haven't they proven that if you t- if you take certain drugs rectally as opposed to orally that you, you get... A, b- a better effect from them isn't it's that like true? more potent right yeah yeah i think so because it's yeah. not going through the digestive tract like the yeah, acid yeah. and stuff so it doesn't break things it's down not, yeah yeah you take, yeah. there's medicines that you take rectally, rectally. <laughs> yeah 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 because it your body assumes it's going to go through all the filters before it gets to the stuff where it needs to go but if you just go right the back way and then you just ignore all those filters <laughs> and then it's literally just woo, there we go Sounds like you're hijacking the system yeah, yeah you're cheating yeah. You're, okay yeah, you're cheating yeah. So coffee enemas, it goes back, I guess the idea of the, this kind of 
the idea of rectal cleansing goes back to ancient Egyptians, which I did not know. Ooh. And the notion of the coffee version of it is uh, was conceived around uh, early 1900s, around 1917, 1918. Son of a bitch. Again. I'm telling exactly. you, you're right, yeah. I'm on it. It's all you, coming you back. Have, you have that condition where you can see things retrocognizantly. Okay, quick. Uh, what shape am I thinking about, John? Squiggly lines. Nope, it was square the whole time. Damn oh, it! Whole time. I'll do it one more time. Adam, what shape triangle. am I thinking about? There's no triangle. Plus sign. It was the plus sign! Hell yeah! Damn it! God! One for three. Yeah, although granted, <laughs> you just favor straight lines. I just yeah, say the yeah. same. Yeah. He's triangle, too easy plus now. Sign, right. square. One of them is not even a three. <laughs> triangle, yes. What the hell? <laughs> so, right. they, they, yeah, around early 1900s again is when this kind of began becoming a thing. And like with a bellows, on. right? Yes, with a bellows. The, the thing that you <laughs> blacksmith used to inflates. <laughs> <laughs> the longest fart you've ever heard. <laughs> it, was a, it, actually, it actually appeared in the uh, in the Royal <laughs> Army Medical Corps manual in uh, in 1944 as a um, for a treatment for shock and poisoning and they would mix the coffee with brandy oof jeez that would have to burn up your butthole right that's that oh, would yeah. have oh, to oh yeah that's hard to swallow oh, yeah. let alone well yeah. go the other way yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like what an, yeah, what was it for an irish it's like an irish coffee it's it was it for it was for the treatment of like uh, shock it says shock and poisoning, but I'm assuming it's for shock, like post-war. Is it just supposed to make war. you like for the poison, just make you shit all the poison out? I don't know. I, I have no idea what the idea was for it to make you <laughs> so do. Besides, like maybe it's like you're like you you're you're already kind of maybe you're shaky or you're distracted, and like it's just it's just caffeine. Like if you think about it, like if you're if you're just taking a bunch of coffee and caffeine, like you're gonna feel some other way than you were before. That's my assumption. But why brandy was out of the Could mix? You like, imagine you're you going them? into shock and you're poisoned, and then someone's like, "Here's an idea." <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck that yeah. in the foxholes exactly. and someone just running over the big old beer bong just don't running. say foxholes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rabbit holes off the list foxholes also no dice good god <laughs> the so, beer uh, bong they got their hand over the end that's funny <laughs> so in the 90s this kind of came back the idea of colon cleansing came back in a pretty big way and uh, coffee was once again re, re brought back up again too from the old. Don't say brought back up. <laughs> it was though. So, when I was looking at this, first of all, it's don't do this. By the way, don't do this. Gladly, gladly. Um, too late. It is. They can cause <laughs> coffee enemas can cause a lot of side effects, including um, infection, sepsis, uh, electrolyte imbalances, uh, a bunch of other stuff. Um, possibly because heart of the failure. coffee. Uh, yeah, because because of the coffee. Huh. Going the opposite way, though. Because people do, because... like, medical, like, real medical reasons for enemas, right? Like, mm -hmm. if you have, like, impacted bowels and stuff, they do that for real. Yeah. And sometimes I think people are pretty dumb, too, and they just don't let the coffee cool down. Or it's, like... <laughs> God! Or it's, like... I did not it's, consider like, not that. fine enough. Like, yeah, that's a problem, too. Like, people just don't wait, right? You or, pour or they burning hot coffee into your butthole? What kind of idiot? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can you imagine... You have to like, you have to bend, bend at the waist and somebody's just going. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With a uh, fucking funnel. The other thing, the other thing too Do you is cream? That... Sugar? <laughs> Don't ever ask for cream. There's, there's a, uh, uh. There, there is a, uh, a website that showed, that tells you exactly how to do like a recipe. 
and it shows you the step by step how to do it. Get and coffee, for... pour in butthole. <laughs> it's it's, way steps. Like... <laughs> it's eight steps, by the way. Oh. And, oh. and um, but yeah, that's one of the big things is that <clears throat> it, it wait for it to cool down is one part of it too. But the big thing that one of the big reasons that that it's, it's detrimental as well is because you use a lot more of it than you use a regular cup. You use like thirty two ounces at a time. Jesus Christ! So if you're not to do an enema, that's, that's how much liquid people put in themselves. That's, the, that's what that, that's what I'm reading. That's what the suggestion is. Thirty. I mean, what was the number? Thirty-two ounces. It's a shitload of coffee. <laughs> it's actually two shitloads when you do it right. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, that's yeah. amazing. <clears throat> so there are. Uh, what is that? Is that's a gallon. One hundred twenty-eight ounces. Yeah. I don't know. So how much coffee is like a normal cup? Like eight ounces, right? Yeah, like eight, Six, ounces. eight ounces. I think when you like, when you do like the larger yeah. cup of the coffee at the four four cups of coffee, mm-hmm. just into your butt. That's one of the problems. And then people do that. No, no. I mean, if you're, it's a lot of, it's a good amount of coffee depending on how much you do. Yeah. So I mean, sure. You do it frequently, it's not, it's not great for you, right? So I wonder if like, try. I mean, how do you get sepsis from coffee? It's not from the coffee, like just that it's coffee. It's you're doing something else wrong. It's a blood infection. I guess. I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you get 100% the correlation between the coffee and sepsis. Okay. Infections. Um, like if something's going on where you're just introducing foreign a- I'm assuming you do something wrong with the, with the animal. It's not only related to the coffee, but there are <clears> things <throat> that are related to the coffee that have to do with electrolytes and things like that when you're draining your body of much needed stuff down. So yeah. I'm not going to go too much deeper <clears throat> detail with that. However, there, and as I was digging Does your body that, just over, absorb that liquid? Uh, a good, no, not all of it. Yeah, that's no. how I was wondering. So you have to, you have to only squirt it, it back out, right? Yeah. <laughs> only, yeah. 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 So yes. it has to come back out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the majority of it has to come back out. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you are so you have like diarrhea after that. Like you're it, right? But it's you're like, oh, yeah. dark roast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say dark roast. My God. Oh, speaking God. of that. Okay. So, so speaking of, so Justin. If you could think of anybody in your in your life that has tried an enema before, who would it be? First guess. Jeff. First yes, yes. Tried an enema. He had it was one of the it's one of those kits that Adam's I think it's I don't know if it's the one that Adam's talking to about. To cleanse something? Adam, he was trying to cleanse he's trying to lose a little bit of weight. Which it can do, I think, technically. I don't know. Well, at least they claim it can do that. Hmm. But this telling us it doesn't do anything. You're <laughs> drinking a it basically had you drinking a shitload of water. It's like a shitload. shitload. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was nothing. But there was nothing going up your butt. Basically, it was That's all not an like normal. Mm. Well, but it, but it's a colonic though. It, it still was supposed to clear your colon. Of, of so it was just a laxative. I guess, but it was like a series of things though. It was like a yeah, tea but it you couldn't... drink at night. You drink okay. a, a whole lot of water each day. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's like a it's like a cleanse. Like it's, I don't know how legit it was, but yeah, like a yeah. regimen of try to try to cleanse your body of toxins and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I tried it and I didn't get any result. As I was digging into this a bit deeper, Don't. I found <laughs> I found my final trail here. The cookie crumbs led, led to this uh, piece right here. There was actually a uh, a brief um, a brief TLC part on this on um, the what band. is this show called? Where it's like my something addiction or something? Yeah, Jeez, my crazy and, addiction. My crazy addiction. And there was a, a segment <clears throat> about it. I looked at at the couple. And there is a couple from St. Petersburg, Florida, hey. like right around my neck of the woods. Yeah. And all of us in the, the old Florida Florida zone. Yes, and sir. 
they were they were and or are, as far as I can tell, addicted to doing coffee animals. Uh, coffee enemas. <laughs> Just in <They>, face. <laughs> so <laughs> this is so dumb, okay? They they refuse to drink it. They true they refuse to drink Well, coffee. yeah, it was in somebody's butt. Oh, just coffee. No, <laughs> rich coffee. Because they say that it's bad for their health, but they do the enemas. I guess she started it first. And they do up to 4 a day. They That's get on the fact crazy. of doing 4 a day of 32 ounces. They're just so, shitting nonstop then. Yeah, yeah. and they they said they set their timers for like 15 to 20 minutes when they do it. And the video was real dumb, but I read into like read into it more, and it's they they literally they're like they're addicted to it because of the caffeine, like is what it all yes. sounds. They're just like caffeine super is, caffeine addicted. It's and addictive, they, yeah. But they don't drink it. They don't drink caffeine, so they have to keep enemying to get the same high. And That's, uh, super disappointed. Now the husband is doing people. it, and they both do it, and it's so like it's so silly because they're just like. They're so calm about it, and they're just like, "Yeah, um, gives me time to do my Sudoku." And um, oh, for fuck's I can, sake! I get to read some novels and <laughs> all this like. I mean, if you've got nothing more pressing going on, like, hey man, don't do that. <laughs> but, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's... Yeah. So these, this couple from Saint Petersburg, uh, this is a couple years ago, but they. They, they do this pretty much every day and there was nobody there to kind of stop them or put an end to it or whatever. Not and practical. I guess, I guess it she does started not doing practical. it. It so doesn't seem is, practical. And did you, is there a follow-up? Like, are they still doing it? She had issues with her health to begin and there, she had a lot of stomach problems, digestive problems and liver problems and kidney problems. After they were doing this? Before. And then she started doing it and she says that she feels like she doesn't have those. There's no scientific evidence behind whether or not that's true, though. She okay, just feels sure. yeah. like that, right? She said, I guess uh, this is this is one of the more recent things, is that she stopped doing it recently. I think oh. he's still doing it. She stopped doing it because she had kidney stones. <laughs> she had to go to the hospital because of Super kidney. painful. Yeah. Super painful kidney stone. Yeah. Yeah. Which they deem to be somehow, in this case, whatever. I'm not sure if they're 100% related, related? Or not. Yeah. How? It's probably, it's probably I don't related. know. Yeah. I do yeah. not understand how. But she said, I don't know why. I, I, it's one of those things like I'm not I'm not that well versed with um, uh, digestive, digestive track and how that works, anything. Yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty sure that too many colonics a day will kidney stones. I don't know why. I'm just pretty sure. Yeah. That it will or won't. They will. That too many coffee enemas each day will give you kidney stones. I don't know why. It just seems to fit. But aren't you know kidney what I mean? stones like your kidney has just filtered out so many minerals and it collects? The calcium deposit, right? And it's oh, stuck whatever. in your urinary tract. It's a, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a stuck hardened, in your it's yes. a hard a hardened calcium deposit yeah huh. it's stuck in your Adam I think is looking it up and he yeah, said probably, probably, yeah urinary tract kidneys to your bladder often stones when the urine becomes concentrated allowing minerals to crystallize and stick together yeah uh, symptoms don't worry about that what is the diet of causes um, no Coffee definite animal. single <laughs> cause <laughs> yeah, calcium oxalate and uric acid yeah that's what uh, that's that's what Tom Hanks has in the Green Mile a yeah. kidney stone. Yes, kidney yeah. stones. Yeah. Oh yeah. So every, time he, every, every time he takes a piss, he's having to like. It's hurting him. Push push one out through his through his urinary tract. Okay, and so it's it like says it's it's also than your pee hole. Yeah, exactly. One of the one of the possibles for kidney stones is calcium stones, and it says oxalate yeah. is a naturally occurring substance found in food and is also made daily by your liver. Some fruits and veggies, as well as nuts and chocolate, have high oxalate content. So I think coffee falls into that as well. 
Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, okay. Chocolate and cocoa. So they just Ugh. do it too much. Ugh. Also, it just plus caffeine Ugh. dehydrates you. So it's just that's not good for your heart. Really bad. Wait, for your heart. And that's what forms kidney stones is being dehydrated. Your urine gets super thick. That well, also thick makes sense. It also checks out too. Hmm. Yeah. Doctor, so, doctor, doctor. <laughs> here's a response from a doctor. We solved there's it. A, there's a doctor that responded to this to the, this couple doing it. And the doctor goes, Ew! Sincerely yours, doctor. <laughs> You're putting that where? Um, there's a, it's, the doctor says, there's a there's a downside and really no upside to it. <laughs> it's like, don't, don't say it. upside. Don't, don't say yeah. downside or upside. No, don't talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, they basically said don't don't do this. Yeah. Like if you want to use well, that, yeah, no do kidding. it professionally, and then and have it professionally done with like the the proper tools and using the proper liquids or whatever. Don't use caffeine, coffee. Don't use, it's too bad. <laughs> it's bad for you. Um, all these jo- all these jokes are very cheeky. They are. God, God. <laughs> so, anyways, that is that is it. I also have, uh, as I said, I found as well the uh, the process for doing a, a coffee enema that I can provide to you guys if you want to after this. This is from um, WikiHow. Beautiful. Pictures. It is uh, <laughs> Urban Remedies. It's urbanremedy.com. And uh, it's really nicely laid out. I'm not going to lie. The website's nice. But uh, yeah, just in case you guys are excited about it. So yes, that is... That is laid out. Do not it's do this like, at home. <laughs> Don't do, do this, not at do this at home. No, no, no. So that, that is, that is the, the journey that my, my brain took me from all the way from the top of the pseudoscience of cleansing your body and cleansing and the idea of toxins, which are not necessarily even proven to fully exist in the way people think that they do in your body. And dealing with them in this kind of pseudoscientific way is not something you should really do unless, as uh, we were mentioning before, it also helps you eat healthier. Like if you just end up eating more vegetables because you want to, you think that it helps cleanse your body, whatever, a little bit more than, yeah, so be it. It has side effects that are good for you. But don't go out of your way to literally pour 32 ounces of, you know, your finest Starbucks Arabic coffee into your yeah. <laughs> dark roast. Into your dark roast. Pike and place then, roast right <laughs> in your old... Uh, <laughs> exhaust pipe nobody wants coffee breath in the morning you know so, just... hey, oh. a little morning blend somebody's um, curing so got adam, enough adam uh adam makes a good point though that like while pseudoscience is incorrect you eventually find out that's incorrect eventually right it does lead you it does put you in a skeptical frame of mind What's that? Um, which is good. Well, mm-hmm. it, just to be skeptical of anything. Like, don't I treat, am. you know, don't, yeah, exactly. So don't treat anything like it's gospel or that it's, you know, it's proven or it's done. Like, it's always good to at least be a skeptic. You don't, but pseudoscience, mm-hmm. it borders up along with science, right? It's good to at least have a healthy, ugh, it's weird to say it, but it's good to have like a healthy skepticism of anything scientific just to, for the sake of, you know, making sure it's proven correctly in your own head. Well, that's true because plenty of things masquerade as true and scientific yeah. base. That's the, the pseudoscience is the whole point of it is, is it's um, it, it's like faux scientific, ba- scientifically based. And it's they're not, you know, I mean, yeah. when, you, when you look at it, the data is flawed and the, the conclusions they're coming to are not reliable and, and not repeatable. And some of them just outright lies. No, I was going to say, it's interesting too in, in parallel because. You know, researching into this stuff as we do and looking into what the pseudosciences are and being able to really determine what is real and what's not real isn't always apparent on the surface, right? What is what is true and what is not unless you do digging and figure that stuff out. And pseudoscience, it, it has a lot of parallels to a lot of stuff today where you, you need to do uh, some investigation into reviewing whether something is true or not. Like in general, 
it's so much harder nowadays to figure out what something's true or not with the internet and how public everything is. So pseudoscience is at that same level where it's like, I, you don't really know it until you really put it to the test. Like right? essential so, people, essential oils is another one of those things that right now one. is like a hot marketed mm-hmm. thing that uh, every middle aged mom is selling you essential oil. Right. They, they believe multi, it's like a little marketing scheme. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just it's nothing. It, you're right. It has no effect. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, physically itself. Right. Uh, once again, I, I don't always believe that those things are if they're not blatantly bad for you. The belief that you may ha- that you have, if you believe in those things, the positive you know hope for something can oftentimes bring upon change in your body that's positive. I believe sure. in that. And so mm-hmm. the fact that those things don't themselves don't do something, but people are basically selling you hope or selling you something that you believe in, can oftentimes like bring positive results, which can be misconstrued as being a scientific miracle. But in reality, mm-hmm. we check it. That's not true. Yeah. To, right. to further to further Adam's point, um, Justin, when you stepped away earlier. He, he brought up how how religion, um, even though if you, if you don't believe in it, there are still some good aspects to it, right? Like, yeah, sure. You know, the, 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 you read the Bible and there's all sorts of credible stories in there. They're probably not true, but the the morals that you glean from the Bible are good. They're good things in to some, live by. In some still, tough right? places, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's even scientific studies that say that being part of a uh, religious community, going to church every Sunday, that kind of stuff can be better for your health. Yeah. Too. You join a cargo a- cult and you guys are doing, <laughs> you guys are- I mean, you're just, you're all, you're better. You're better. You're yeah. a better person. You're building the airports out of coconuts. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a, yeah. I would join a cult in a heartbeat if everybody wore cargo shorts and like everyone's <laughs> like, Oh, you need a, you need a bottle opener. Oh yeah. Just like, I got one. Dude, just, hey, thank dude. you. Adam, just have a kid, and then you'll be a dad, and then you'll get to wear cargo shorts anytime. Oh, you want. that's oh, gotcha. That's, that's I what don't the own is. cargo shorts. Are you sure? I'm positive. Are you sure? <laughs> First you of sure? all, how dare you, <laughs> son of a bitch? Yeah, you've been in his closet, Adam. Come on. Yeah. Adam, did you have a Gwyneth Paltrow mm. thing? Like, what did you skip over that? Or oh no, I just I was looking at the the site as well for her stuff. I mean, she's obviously has yeah. a lot of detox things on her own. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to kind of go down that in parallel, but she does have her own whole section on articles and uh, products for the quote unquote detox, which once again is the pseudoscience uh, that we're talking about, where it's like that's yep. not necessarily real. And if you want to buy some really over expensive, ridiculous products for a pseudoscientific practice you don't believe in, go <laughs> head on over to goop.com. Yeah. Well, dude, I look at this stuff and I look at like celebrities like that. And I like there's a market like if you had a following, there's a market for that kind of stuff like Instagram people and and YouTube people all have a lot or a lot of them have like some following where they can sell products that are probably not the best for their people, you know, their audience. Yeah. And like, I don't think I could do that. But to people, but it's like it's one of those things that prolongs your your face in the spotlight because you, you become a brand. Right. When you're when you're famous and you want to prolong that and keep that a consistent hey or whatever it is, you have to become a brand. Right. Right. Which is what she's done with Cooper, I guess. Right. Exactly. Like if you want to remain current and you want to have a steady form of whatever, even past your acting days or your singing days or whatever you're doing, you've got to become a brand that's constantly useful. You have to like use your popularity to 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 do the opposite, where most people like want to make a product to become popular and then make a lot of money. These people have already done that. and They just want to make a product to stay on top. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. Right, yes, it's it's just it's she's like uh, what's it called diversifying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not to get off in the weeds here, but she's what early forties. Like her acting career is not done by any no. means. Right? I mean, oh, she might but really I don't believe think she's, in it. 
but I, I don't know. know. Right. But I don't think she's producing a lot of the content anyways. Most of the stuff on there is not by her. Yeah. At this point, I think she's like spurned it off to other people. Like she's dumped. Right. Like here's, this is my company, but you guys, you guys do it. Mm. Um, that's, that's what it looks like from the website for my that's, that's the actually, case I whether she, she started it but really it was like she had a techie friend that was like hey we should start a community based on your popularity yeah. and we're going to yeah, talk about this type of, of life it's, it's a lifestyle website right it's her lifestyle her yes you can live Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle by filling your butthole with coffee uh, <laughs> Wait, what? and consciously uncoupling <laughs> from your toxins she's the face of goop <laughs> it's <a> terrible uh <laughs> So let me let me talk to you for a second about pseudo sciences. Um, now that you've you've experienced the width and breadth of uh, Oof, don't say those words the 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 the, the, the <laughs> pseudo sciences what they might mean what you might put into your body to follow them. John, uh, do you have you changed your ways as far as believing in or not believing in pseudo sciences? Well. Uh, if we're going to get down to the, the murky details here, um, Adam has uh, basically corrected me. I, I, thought, I thought toxins were legit. But on a broader scope, pseudo, pseudoscience is not, it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's, it's good to be a skeptic. But pseudoscience, if you're, if you're drilling down to the definition of it, it's science that didn't use the scientific method. So it's... Science that's based on, so, so yeah, so it's science, so it's it's conclusions based on intuition. But in a way, that's where all that's where science came from, anyways, right? Like we didn't have the scientific method back in the caveman days. They just used their intuition and tried shit, right? Yes. So, so it it, it it's the start of something, right? It, it it's it's a uh, it's it, it's bad to follow it. Um, wholeheartedly like if you are spending all your money on Gwyneth Paltrow's products you're probably not making the smartest decisions you know the uh, let me comment on that so you're saying that it's not bad to follow your intuition sometimes that's the yes, premise correct. of what you're saying however correct. that's not what these people are not doing that they're taking what someone else has said and taking it as like proven science when it is not especially in the type of like toxins. Like, do you remember there was a thing, there used to be a thing you could um, stick to your feet, the soles of your feet, because one of the toxin things was like all that, all your, all your toxins were filtering down Uh, to your soles and it would like pull out the toxins of your, you put, you put onions, you chop an onion in half and you put it on the bottom of your feet and it's supposed to soak up the toxins from, right. But there's also like non um, witch formula (laughs) (laughs) ways to do it. There's like products, like a, like a, almost like an acne pad or like a poor cleansing yeah. pad for your souls. And you take it away and it turns black because it's pulled all the toxins out. And it's like, yeah. Okay. And it's just, the whole point is it's, it's taking advantage generally of people that aren't yes. as yes objective with their reasoning. It can't, that, it can. that that's where it has a dark side. Yeah. I mean, it's not always like that. Yeah. Some people are just, you know, but especially in the, uh, goop type atmosphere where right. it's doing that that's i feel like that's a problem it's preying on people which i think is not great yeah or when you or when you get into i mean like a flat earth that's just flat that's that's flat out wrong you know and like I, <laughs> I, I i i appreciate that they're being skeptical and that's great but we've kind of like some things we just we figured it out like a long time ago it's we're good like the earth mm-hmm. is round it's a sphere we're good with that it, it orbits the sun and that's it's that's it you know what i mean like we figured yes. that out so, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, that's where it gets like harmful, where it's 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 hurting the rest of us. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Adam, it's, how about you? What are you thinking about this? Uh, that just I don't know something maybe click about the idea of the we're talking about food earlier too, and like I think another good one would have been like organic food because isn't like isn't that also kind of based? I mean, maybe it's based on some science at this point, but is it also kind of pseudoscience-y it's right now? The labeling of it is not honest. Like you can put right. organic on a bunch of stuff and it doesn't mean what people think. I think people imply a lot of things. Like you isn't see it, those. Isn't yeah. It, yeah, isn't it, hasn't it been like, it hasn't been scientifically proven that like organic stuff is healthier for you. Well, right? I think the idea is it's not, eh, I, I mean, I, my intuition is it feels like it is. It should be. It doesn't it have as many feels. toxins, yeah. or whatever, but it doesn't have as many like, um, you know, bug repellents and pesticides and stuff, pesticides yeah. and stuff like that. Right. Which is um, probably not good for you, which makes sense. But I don't know if well, it's that's definitely proven, proven like, to be not good for you. Yeah, I guess. Have you have you seen the um, the the brown eggs at uh, the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. Do you think they're healthier for you? Because uh, we I buy wanna, them. I want to say that people think they're healthier because they're brown, but I feel like egg the egg lobby or egg uh, big egg industry is a uh, b- b- big, <laughs> big egg, egg yeah. as it were. I feel like Big Egg is um is pushing that for some reason. They're like, oh, hey, brown eggs are healthier than white. Like then when they say that uh, dark meat is tastier than white meat, or like uh, wheat bread is better but for like, you. Than white I, my bread. question is, is that your perception though? I would say so. They're just from a different yeah. kind of chicken. Yeah, That's but I would I, I would say it. that because I, the ones that I buy like are quote-unquote, have more organic-y words on them than the ones that are in those, like, styrofoam, like, the white containers. So the ones that I end up buying kind of represent the whole as opposed to any brown egg I would pick up. Adam shops for cardboard eggs. Yeah. Yeah. They're real brown. (laughs) They're real real crunchy. But wait, Justin, you... you, But, so your point... So you figured it out. Well, I just... We just... We've we've been buying them for a long time. And I don't remember if it's a different chicken or maybe it's a chicken that eats something different. But... The but they're, but is, they're no different than, than white. They're eggs. the same eggs, right? They just have a different yeah. color shell. And but yeah. you look at them and you're like, oh, they're from like free range chickens that are eating like a more natural diet and a da 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 da. And it's like, I think it's literally just because it's a different kind of chicken that lays them. And, and they yeah. lived a full life. Right. Yeah. It, it had a family, a job <laughs> that it loved, a small business, and then mm-hmm. laid eggs. Paid off, paid off its student loans. <laughs> yeah. Like it finally, like it celebrated. They went out to dinner that day, had mealworms. <laughs> Yeah, I guess like, <laughs> hmm. I wonder if this is like, what would it? What would it? Uh, there's a tawdry affair. It's like another chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I guess it would be too, too weird to be like, what would it? Car? Where's this egg come from? It's a white egg. Hashtag all eggs matter. Oh my god. What were you saying, Adam? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't remember at this point. Um, oh damn it! So, what have we learned? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, here's the thing: if you're 100 percent skeptical of everything, you'll never get anything done. So you have to have a little bit of like intuition and skepticism. No, I disagree. In everything. Really? You're 100. Yeah. You'll never get anything done, though. I get all sorts of stuff done. But Based does that on mean proven using... science? Yes. Okay. No, I'm just. Right. I'm kidding. So... I use my intuition all the time. <laughs> yeah, you have great. to. 
It's I mean, yeah. if you're 100% skeptical of every single thing, you'll never live your life. Skeptical doesn't mean you do anything. It just means you question it. Skeptical That's doesn't fair. mean you don't act because you don't aren't sure. Right. Yeah. You can't be paralyzed from your skepticism. I just, yeah. just you won't, I don't you won't have do analysis yeah. paralysis about most things. Whoa, geez. I like the uh, I like the uh, uh, what's the, the word for when, when two words sound exactly alike and Rhyming? alliteration. I like alliteration. alliteration. Oh, no, <laughs> alliteration. Yeah. Uh, Good. Yeah. Rapping? So right, but that's like what it's called where you like literally can't. <laughs> what do you say? Rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm MC Big Egg. <laughs> My jam analysis paralysis right here for yeah. you. <laughs> Step into the scramble. Crowd. <laughs> MC Big Egg is awesome. <laughs> it's, his name is um, Michael Christopher Big Egg, though. It's a, it's well, or Christopher a, Michael, if you're Adam, yeah. 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 Christopher Michael. Yeah. So right. I guess um, what it turns out is that in order to, in order for all of us to believe in a pseudoscience, it would take somebody uh, telekinetically holding a beer bong over our upturned butts cargo <laughs> shorts with a hole in Don't it. say upturned butts. Pouring 32 <laughs> ounces of freedom pot. into it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All right. That's what it would take. All right. Uh, before guys, we go. Okay. Oh, go ahead, John. Well, go, go, okay. go. Well, I, I was going to do the same thing. Before we go, are there any things that you guys still believe in that could be a pseudoscience right now, currently, at this very moment? Oh, I was going to give you a list of science, uh, pseudosciences and real sciences. Do you have forgot, two lists? I do. Yeah, I got them. Okay, forget um, my question. Go mm. to your thing. Yeah. No, I, I did forget your question. Um, <laughs> awesome. Mm. All right. Forgot all about it. Um, That's cool. Hold on. Do this. I remember it. I remember it. The fuck did I grow this beer? Remember for? your thing? I want to be taken seriously. No, oh, so there are it. some things. Okay. All right. Uh, Thanks, Adam. So you're, I'm going to say a thing. You're going to say if it's real science or pseudoscience. Okay. okay. I like this game. Uh, let's see. Square. <laughs> Triangle. <laughs> okay, before I start this, John, what shape am I thinking about? Star. Yes! Yeah! Woo! Wow. That's pretty good. Maybe I'm just really good at broadcasting what I'm thinking about. Maybe you're just really good at lying. No, I'm not lying. I, know, I am. I've, I'm, known him since fifth, I've known him since fifth grade. <laughs> sixth grade. I'm trying. Bitch. Okay. Uh, let's see. This is... What do you say? Trying. Triangle. triangle. Obviously, it's yeah. triangle. <laughs> uh, okay. Biodynamic agriculture. Fuck. That means... Um, uh, that means crazy life ag. That means, that means agriculture with crazy biomes in it. That's real. John? I'm going... Uh, I, not just to be contradictory, I'm, I'm going... Okay, it's fake. It's pseudoscience. Um, what it is is it's the method of organic farming that treats farms as unified and individual orgas- uh, orgasms <laughs> organisms <laughs> uh, yeah whoops uh, organisms it uses a calendar which has been characterized as astrological basically it like thinks of the farm as a whole organism and it's it's uh, for example field mice are countered by deploying ashes prepared from field mice skin when Venus is in the Scorpius constellation that's oh, called all right. Give me, no, give me the no, next no. one. Give me the next one. Redemption, <laughs> Redemption <laughs> round. You, you stink, Adam. Yeah, Come you on. do. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Herpetology. Oh, that's real. That's super real. I'm going to say pseudoscience every time. Okay. Um, Oppos- I'm saying opposite of you. 
All right. Yeah, it's study real. of lizards. It's, it's real. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the study of the study um, of lizards. The study of amphibians and reptiles. What? Yeah. How do you know that? How do I know that? I'm reading it off a list. No, not you. Me. <laughs> Don't dance too hard, Jeremy. Fell out of your chair. <laughs> your sleeves on the wall. Oh my God. Let's not go there. Okay. It would make it a more quality shirt if that happened, Adam. Yeah. It's yeah. Probably true. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, adrenal fatigue. That okay. sounds true. That sounds real. Getting sounds tired real. based on your hormones. I'm going to go real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it is pseudoscience. Adrenal fatigue what? is a pseudoscientific diagnosis. In, it's described as a state in which the adrenal glands are exhausted and unable to produce adequate uh, quantities of hormones. Okay. So essentially your body can't keep up with how much like you're doing. And it's just there's no evidence for it. <laughs> it's fake. It is fake. Huh. That one I All thought right. was a real thing. I've heard that term before. Wow. Over three. Yeah, you guys are the fucking. <laughs> no, 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 um, no. I'm two for three. I don't. I'm. I won't hear this. Oh yeah, John got the first one. I think. And yeah, he got I'm star. Male. So. Uh, oh, yeah, I did get a star. Yeah. Give me a second. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the ones that sound the most. Oh, here's a good one. Applied kinesiology. Real. Real. Fake. Applied. What? <laughs> uh, it's a technique and. Yeah, <laughs> it's a technique. And this is why you should check things, because they sound real. They do. Yeah, I know. Uh, That's the realest te- sounding thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Besides coffee enema. Yeah, <laughs> that shit sounds real. Real gross. <laughs> oh, hazelnut. <laughs> oh, love hazelnut. I do, too. It, it's a technique in alternative medicine claimed to be able to diagnose illness or choose treatment by testing muscles for strength and weakness. According to their guidelines in an allerg- on allergy diagnostic testing, the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology state there is no evidence that it works, basically. I stopped listening when I realized I was wrong. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> I think people, and, you know, Adam made a good point with that little joke there. People get like overwhelmed with like big words and they're like, it's got to be real. Mm-hmm. That's kind of scary. Like That's why I'm choosing these because they sound real. I'm not just y- picking the yeah. stupid ones. Well, Adam joke, he, he said he stopped listening, but like I kind I kind of stopped listening because I was like, well, as soon as you said apply Super kine- rude. kinesiology. <laughs> no. When you said apply you stuff. Kinesi- <laughs> you said applied kinesi- I'm like, that's all of that sounds awesome. You said you had yeah. ology and applied. I'm like, okay, that sounds awesome, right? Yeah. It yeah. Sounds real. Kinesiology, yeah. I thought was like um, isn't that what it's called when you get like a massage? It's a study of movement. Yeah, okay, right. Which, which makes sense to me. That's a thing. Okay. I think. Yeah, it does seem like Sounds that right. would be a thing. Yeah. Um, engineering. Fake! <laughs> <laughs> now you nailed it. Uh, it's fake. The, the, the real ones don't sound as... Uh, like, that's why I had to choose herpetology, because it sounds kind of not real. Study of STDs. I yeah, still herpes. Think. Study of herpes simplex. Duplex, whatever. <laughs> like, syst- herpes, systems theory. Herpes... Herpes duplex is where STDs live. Yeah. Yeah. Systems theory. Systems theory? Yeah. Real. It is real. Sorry oh, if you didn't okay. get to guess. <laughs> yes. I can't even explain it. It's too real. it's basically studying it's a it's an interdisciplinary system of studying how things interact. It's how systems work. Uh, Let me reverse this game here. Is thanks. chaos theory on there? Do it do control F. Do a little, you know. Yeah, I know yeah. how to search. I use the but internet. Theory is like theory is my Aren't theories by default not scientific because they're not proven yet or else they wouldn't be theories? Um, Isn't it like string theory where string theory is a theory because it hasn't been scientifically proven Chaos yet? theory is a branch of mathematics. It's real. It's real? Yeah, okay. It's a real yeah. thing, but it's 
Is it, like is it proved? It's still theory. It's like the theory of, but gravity is still a theory. Technically. Oh, it's the law yes. of gravity, the theory of Relativity? Uh, evolution. That's the one I'm thinking of. Guys, let's all understand the highlight of this entire episode is that I got two out yes. of two Marvel points. That's true. <laughs> and he did. And he did. He did kind of know that, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. is, out of, over my lifetime, that's like two out of 3,000. So yeah. Adam has two, and me and Justin have like a million. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's a slow and steady race, Adam. You know, the only to be fair, the only thing I, I know is real Batman's Batman, <laughs> Batman, and X Men's are literally all I know. Yeah, and Woman Cat, and Woman Cat. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this shut this thing down. Um, Ooh, this was so good. That was the good good topic. Um, yeah, we did it. All right, so thanks for listening. Uh, you can you can find us on Facebook. Uh, at facebook.com slash research and destroy podcast. You can find us on our website, research and destroy podcast.com. You can get all of our episodes on Apple podcasts, Google play, Stitcher, Spotify. And if you like this episode, please go to this place and rate us five stars. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 It's your story. Now you, you, you decide what is right.